Hello and welcome to Snowshoe Scandals, an expose by Ramjack. Greetings everyone, this is Ramjack. I'm Alex. Joining us this week, as always, is our good friend Brad. Hello citizens, hello. It is the highest of holiday times. We're approaching the solstice at a, at a breath-necking pace. Breath-necking indeed. I... I wasn't sure what I was, I was like, what do I, a break neck is what I wanted to say. Well, you made it. We made it. I mean, I have a panther in my lap right now, guys. You, you were being mauled by a panther <laughs> whilst uh, doing that intro. But later in this episode, we're going to be watching a classic episode of the night, uh, of the X-Men animated television show from the 90s, the Christmas episode, which I do not remember at all. Oof. It is rough. Mm, yeah, yeah. Rough. On a lot of fronts. Um, ripe with fashion, though. Interesting mm-hmm. interesting ensembles people are just bringing to the table, like just offering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, who won and who lost will be interesting. Maybe there's a who's monstering harder <laughs> category because goodness. Yeesh. I mean, mutants are people too, but that doesn't mean I, some people are monsters. Therefore, a mutant can also be a monster. Sorry, that's just the way it is. Mm. But Brad, there's so much to talk about. I haven't talked to you since we recorded last, which was a little over a week ago. Yeah, you, you left Cincinnati. There were Dead. tears. Um, you said you didn't want to go, but I said you had to, and you just kind of drove off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see this deer again. I don't want to see the deer again. Can't see the deer. Go. You got to go home. Um, so what's up? Tell me everything that's happened since then. Um, well, I've slept, so that's okay. that's a positive. Nice. Uh, so let me just uh, quick breakdown on the return trip. So, well, of course, on the way out of Cincinnati, I stopped and got some chili because you have to. Yeah. D- did I get ghost pepper cheese on 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 my uh, coney? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Nice. It was delightful. Uh, packed up my books, which is uh, just looking at them now on the shelves makes me very happy. I'm just like, oh, my shelves are full. It's great. How much w- were you able to get into your car and take back? Uh, all the books. I got all the books. Nice. So you were able to get all the books. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that was the goal. That was the goal. So. Uh, yeah, so not much, not much else, but I got all the books. Hey, the one thing that matters, knowledge. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, got that. So that's great. Um, on the on the trip back, did I did I see any more swords in the road? No, I didn't see any more swords. Did mm. I see more deer? Yeah. Hey, Kentucky, wow. what's up? I stopped counting after eight deer on the side of the road. Wow. What is up, Kentucky? Like. Nobody else has got, like, just dead deer littering the sides of the road. Maybe there's more wilderness in Kentucky? That's where the deer hide? I feel like maybe Dude, they're I just, don't know. It's like, a, well, we pick up dead deer once a week, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. But, like, seriously, didn't see it in Ohio. Didn't see it in Georgia. Didn't see it in Florida. I Just Kentucky. Covered with dead deer. Maybe there aren't enough hunters in Kentucky. I because in Tennessee, that. that was something everyone who hunted said. Well, why do you hunt? We got to control the deer population. That's just what they say because they like murdering things. I mean, they said it with a wink. Yeah. If we don't, we got to control the population. Do you? Yeah. Why do you have a boner? Because I'm gonna <laughs> murder. Oh. 
Oh no, a murder right. boner? Ugh. Oh, weird. I don't want any weird. part of this. Weird. Um, did I stop in Tennessee for some barbecue? Yes, I did. Nice. Found a found a place along the interstate, so I stopped in. Like around, it was like around, it was like a late night. It was like around 8 p.m. I got dinner, uh, but I you know, I made pretty good time. I you know took took like a one or two. Uh, I think no, I think just just two stops really to take a little break. Wow. Yeah. So when I got in uh, Monday morning, I was very tired. I came in and I thought maybe I'll take a little nap and then I'll unload the car. I basically sat down here on the couch for about 20 minutes and it was like, I'm just gonna go unload everything now. Let's just do that. So I did that, which took a while, took a long while. And I was like, oh my God, there's, <laughs> how is there so many books? Like, where do, what do I do with all of them? It was, it was a real nightmare for, for, uh, for a day. Um, well, I got that sorted out. But, uh, yeah. Uh, they're still, like, I really, they're just on the shelf at the moment, all the books, but they're not really organized, so it's it's very jarring. But, you know, that'll, ha- that'll happen. There'll be time. There'll be time. Yeah, totally. So this weekend, I think that's part of the plan. I get up the solstice tree and organize the books. So I then I took a little nap, slept for a couple hours, and I was like, well, let's, uh, let's go to Epcot and hit this beer garden up. Uh, was it a wacky adventure? Of course. It's always a wacky adventure at Beer Garden. Always. Yeah. Um, also, the prices have gone up at Beer Garden, which I was not happy with. Um, hmm. Like, the last time I went for lunch, it was $35. This time it was 45 That's no good. Really? Don't like that. Well, did you did you splurge and get something crazy, or did you get the exact same thing? Well, it's, it's, a, it's buffet, so. Oh. Yeah. Well, maybe they uh, in, uh, in, and made their ingredients better, or added something that was. Uh, nah, I think it's just the Disney charging it's just more a money grab. Just making just more the money. season. Just making more money, those motherfuckers. Uh, so yeah, that was that was. But I, it's you know, I once, once a year or so, it's worth it. Oh um, yeah, you're fine. It's always fun adventures. So here's the crew that I'm seated with. So first, there's I. I'm pretty sure um, mother and father of a small child, though they really, they were old enough, they looked like they could have been grandparents, but apparently they were the parents, but old parents, old parents, young kid, kid out of control, completely out of control, and too old to be this out of control, because this kid Hmm. was definitely like kindergarten, first grade age, Um, but like running around all over the place, like kept hugging the waitress, which was really weird. That is super weird. At one point, he touched me, and I was like, "I don't. This is not good. We don't. We don't need to be doing this. Why? Why aren't you wrangling your child?" Like, was your reaction that calm, friend, or did you blow up on him? I, it's well, your birthday. Because well, because the I, a I was still tired. Um, yeah. And b like I'm you know you're in it's Disney World child, like I mean yeah. you're, you're in Disney World like kid shit's gonna happen like yeah it's whatever um but it was not pleasant but it, like kid straight up touched my arm it was not good. Like reaching out to you to yes. touch you to get your attention? Okay, yes. wow. Yeah, not okay. good. Not good. Because if not it was good. on accident with him being rambunctious, it's like, please just can someone no, that, that would be one thing. That would, that would be one. No, but, but this, this was, was like a straight up grab. Get your attention. Hi, Mister. This was like, hey. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, okay, yeah. Not good. Not good. Not good. Yeah. So we got some old and like, uh, like some, like some real like uh, Disney white trash parents too. So. Mm. I not good, not good. Old white trash parents with a like a wild child running about. 
Um, so then there's the- and they were- they were on the- the far end of the table, but seated right next to me was, uh, this middle-aged couple whom these motherfuckers- like, these were some <laughs> fucking Pete Buttigieg voting motherfuckers if I've ever seen them. Wow. I, Did they do the dance? Uh, luckily no, because I would have murdered someone. But, like, so they, they- they flagged the waitress down, and they're like, so- so where are you from? And she says the name of the town in Germany that she's from. And wow. They, and they're like, oh, that's wonderful. We we actually visited there last summer. We spent we spent a year uh, traveling. I mean, excuse me. We spent the summer traveling Europe. We spent a summer. Uh, um, we spent a whole month uh, bicycling through Germany. It was wonderful. And like. Oh my god, these people, these motherfuckers just wow. like kept going on about this like vacation and like how they, well, yes, we, you know, we did, we did Ireland and we bicycled through Ireland and it was raining the whole time. It was terrible. And we, we finished Ireland. We sold the bicycles. Um, and then like they, they, they the whole itinerary of their travel, like they, they started off like on a, on a cruise ship and then they got off and then they, they bicycled for a while and they sold the bicycles then they went somewhere else and then they they bought new bicycles and they bicycled around and I, I was like what is this trip <laughs> that's how the rich live man oh. they do whatever the hell they want oh. what the hell like just this ponderous European like three month trip or something it was insane it was absolutely fucking insane <laughs> like I was just trying to work out the time span of the trip for a while because I'm like what so you were a month in Germany, and you were in. Wait, how long was this fucking trip? And like now, apparently, um, they uh, they have an RV, and they're they're just kind of traveling around. About they've got a house in Florida, um, so that's their primary residence. Um, but right now, they're just I, I don't know what the fuck these people are doing. I know this: they have too much fucking money. Straight to the guillotines. <laughs> There's no way you can just summer in Europe. And like haphazardly backpack or bike, or I'm sure boat. Surely they sold their bikes for a, or traded their bikes for a boat. So for a fun story, who knows what the hell they did? I don't know what. And then doing. just come RV around the states. Yeah, those are some deep pockets. Yeah, like I, what is going on? I mean, what is what's your deal? And the, just and stop like trying to impress the waitress at Disney World, like that's weird. It would have been different if they said, "Hey, yeah, we went to your hometown. That's really cool. Um, we went to this restaurant, or like, hey, we stayed at this hotel. You know the place? Yeah, you have a beautiful town. You really cool. What brings you here? Like, if they started like engaging her, but the fact that they're like humble brag, I bought and sold a bicycle after oh. I like traversed uh, hundreds of miles, if not a thousand something miles across Ireland, rained the whole time, miserable. Oh, the the the. You know, I, I, I love the strudel there, but you know where the best strudel is? We found the best strudel. There's a place in Vienna, and it's like, oh, who is this information for? Your yeah, Viennese, like, uh, strudel place. Cool. I'll make oh. a note of it. If these Next people, time I'm in Vienna. If these people have friends, their dinner parties must be insufferable. Oh. Just, just trying to one-up the other one over and over just, and over again. It's a game. It's just it's so. all practice for that. And I mean, oh, and and the guy's like asking me uh, about the beer I ordered, and I'm like, like they they serve like 
three or four beers, friend. Like, what? what is your question? Like... Did you entertain them? I mean, to the to the base amount possible. Uh, but yeah, it was. But it was unfortunately like um, because basically the way beer garden works, there's like uh, um, there's like a show that um, comes up intermittently. Um, but apparently, just as I got there, they just finished uh, a show. So either we were there was a quite a bit of a lull before the next one started up, hmm. which that's usually kind of your you know your. Um, get out of jail if it gets really weird in beer garden car and you can you're all just watching the show and you it's it's it's, it's hard to talk because it's you know, it's pretty loud and luckily we were pretty close to the stage so wow but uh it would be a long while to wait for that to come back around and meanwhile this kid just keeps hugging the waitress it was ah uh, that is bizarre it was a lot it was a lot it was it wasn't obviously not my weirdest beard beer garden experience um, and, but it was, it was, it was, it was certainly an insufferable one. And I was way too tired to, to fully enjoy the weirdness of it, but it was still fun. And uh, the food was great. Nice. Great. It was, it was delightful. That was delightful. So, so that was my birthday experience. Awesome. I'm and then I came home, fun. then I came home and went to bed early. And the next day, um, I had a dentist appointment. All right. You don't have any more wisdom teeth for them to take. So this was just a classic, let's get in, get out, dentist appointment yeah. with your new dentist. New dentist, going in, getting, uh, you know, just getting the checkup, getting the x-rays, seeing what's going on. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, because you know when you're, you know, dentist is weird because there's like all these other people, like, you know, there's like, I, I don't know the levels of staff at a dentist office, but... There's the per- the like the woman did my X-rays and you know whatever. Um, but then like the dentist like sneaks in, cause this this dentist office it doesn't really have doors. It's like an open concept dentist office. It's very strange. Hmm. Like things are like walled off in sections, but there aren't actual doors. So they just, he can like get in there and you don't know that he's coming. Um, so like the <laughs> dentist came in and like I, I didn't you know realize he had he was in my area or speaking to me or about me at the second. Um, but he said something about my boots, like, um, why, why are you wearing boots here in Florida? It's, you, you don't, you don't, you never need to wear boots here. That's the part of living in Florida. It's hot. There's, you don't need to wear boots. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? My boots are great. Like, I have the best boots. I only get compliments mm. on my boots. They're wonderful boots. Well, it, to, I mean, he didn't diss the boots. He just asked why you were wearing boots to him. Yeah, there was, there was accusation in his voice of like, Did why you are look you wearing at Please tell me at this point you realize that everyone was wearing flip flops and you just hadn't oh. noticed until that point because that would be nightmare fuel. Uh, oh God, I would have I would have left then immediately. Um, so not only is this not the foxy dentist you used to have, right? This guy challenges you, like sneaks up on you, and the first thing he says is, "Nice boots. Why are you wearing them in Florida?" He didn't say nice boots, friend. He did not say nice boots. He questioned the boots, like, "Why are you wearing boots?" Not, was, hello, no I'm your nice. new dentist. This was his in? This was his, like... This was his in. And no, I didn't realize what he was saying at first, because, like, I did, A, I didn't realize he was talking to me. I thought he was maybe still talking to the, uh, the next the other person in the next area that's sectioned off. Um, and also, there was an accent, so I didn't fully catch at first. And I was like, wait, what? What about my... And then he kept going. I was like, oh, he's talking shit about my boots right now. Like, you motherfucker, you don't know what I went through for these boots. Um, like... I, so already, I'm like, fuck this guy. Not a fan. 
Um, so, you know, he's checking my teeth and he's like, are you in any pain? Um, and I was like, no, no pain. He's like, you should be. <laughs> red alert. Red yeah, alert. That's red whoa. alert. Excuse you should me? be in pain. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, little shop of horrors. What? Weird <laughs> statement. Weird statement. That is bizarre. What what was followed by that? Did he so, just get up and walk away, or did he explain to you something well, yeah, that's happening? Luckily, he did eventually explain, but it was it was too much of a pause afterward for like because he continues checking things and he's like, uh, and then he explains what's going. So he's like, your teeth look amazing. They look great. Um, um, but the X-rays, uh, like you, uh, we need to do a root canal because this is. I'm surprised you're not in pain already because this is. Um, like this, uh, whatever, whatever is going on with the tooth. This is the issue. Um, so we need to do a root canal on this. The sooner the, the better, cause you, you're going to be in pain very soon. I was wow. Like, oh, okay, cool. All right. Um, so he's like, all right, so we're going to, so, you know, whatever it goes on, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's like, so we're going to schedule uh, your cleaning and then, uh, we'll schedule, we'll, you know, we'll schedule that for the root canal and the, um, and the crown on that or whatever the fuck. Um, mm. So then he's gone, and then I'm uh, back dealing with other person, and so I, she's Did, like. I'm assuming this is the dental hygienist. I yeah, I would assume. I would assume there was there was like three people. There's way too many people going on. <laughs> um, so uh, then she comes in and she's like uh, giving me like looking at paperwork, and it's like, all right, well if we do this, it's going to cost this, and this is where your insurance covers this and this, and it's like um, and. Like your cleaning is gonna be thirty-five dollars for next week, and I'm like, that's weird because the cleaning is supposed to be covered by my insurance, so I don't know why. Why? But then I'm like, ah, well, you know, a lot of they do that bullshit, especially a dentist office where it's like, oh yeah, your, your insurance covers the cleaning, but we do cleaning plus this other thing, which somehow costs extra money, um, but you have to have it because that's all we do here, and we don't do the one that your insurance covers. It's the fluoride treatment that normally they yeah. won't cover. Yeah, and that's. I think thirty to something to sixty something dollars. Right. So that might be what it is. You just have to say no. I don't want fluoride, please. Yeah. So I. So I'm like I. So I was like, all right, whatever. It's like you know, thirty bucks. Like, fine. But then like the the like the root canal and stuff. It was gonna be like, uh, like my insurance, like my dental insurance sucks. Um, and it's like a one thousand dollar maximum. Mm-hmm. That's typical. So, yeah. So. Um, but like whatever the hell they're going to do with this root canal and everything, it was going to be more. And I was like, all right, well, I'm in the process of signing up for next year's insurance. So I may just have to make this wait till January and then I'll just up my, cause luckily I can up it up to 2000 for next year, which is what I did. Nice. Um, so I'm like, all right, well, I may have to just wait. And she's like, you probably shouldn't. Cause the doctor said it was really bad. And I was like, well, I'm fine right now. So I'm going to risk it. It's a month. So whatever. I mean, worst case, you just go in and they do it, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what's the big deal? Like, I, but I pretty, like, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm not feeling anything, so. Did you see the x-ray? No, no. So he, he didn't even show you the x-ray and no. explain it to you? Nope. Every dentist I've known has done that. Yeah, not this one. This was a weird, again, weird fucking dentist office. Weird open concept dentist office. You know where you don't need an open co- um, concept? Dentist office. It's weird. Now, see... What's interesting is that my dentist now is open concept, like you're saying, but they don't sneak up on you. They are very good at saying, all right, in just a moment, the dentist will be coming through that doorway, excuse me, and 
heel while looking at your teeth. Like everyone, yeah. it, there's a whole process. Well, a, there's of no doorways. You know and B, up. it's all behind you. Like everything's I, behind you. I said doorway, but no, it's just like an open space. Yeah. Like it's there's some sectioned walls, but it's easy to just kind of dip in and out. But they announce themselves. Like it's yeah. clear, and no Not one's ever guy. talked. To, someone did mention. My shoes, the last time I went to the dentist, my dentist complimented me on my shoes. Yeah, that's the correct way to address that's, someone's that's shoes. That's what you do. Like, when they're paying you money. Also, again, my boots are amazing. I have the... Listen, I have the best shoes of most people. Like, dudes... A lot of dudes have crappy shoes. Not me. I got good ones. That is very true. A lot of uh, dudes have uh, really bummer shoes. Yeah. Have you thought about calling the dentist and saying, hey, actually transfer all my stuff to the Foxy dentist and I'm just going to go to her now because she is in your network. Oh, please hold. Please hold, friend. Oh. So today, um, today I, I went, I had the cleaning was was today. So I scheduled, you know, uh, for 12 o'clock. So I was going to go during lunch, uh, mm-hmm. knock it out, then get back to work. No problem. Piece of cake. So I, I leave work. I get to the dentist's office right on time. Um, they call me right back there. Awesome. It's going great. Um, now, different dentist this time. Oh, no. This this is one of the dentists I saw last time. I saw three. Um, this wasn't the guy that talked about my shoes, though. I don't know what this... this I don't whoa, know whoa, whoa. which guy this did. You saw three different dentists? Yeah. That's, yeah. Not, that's not typical. That's weird. Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. Well, I think one person just introduced themselves. I don't know what was going on. But, like, yeah, like, one guy was, like, there was, like, the dental hygienist that, like, did the x-ray and everything. I assume that's the dental hygienist. Um, and then there was one dentist that just, like, popped in and, like, basically said hello. And then another, and then the guy that talked shit about my shoes and told me that I should be in pain. And he was sad that I wasn't in pain. Um, and then this other guy that basically did, like, the checking of, like, you know, like, the gums and all that. Um, what? Yeah. Okay, you should be very suspect, because every time a dentist looks at your teeth, that individual dentist, as far as I know in Ohio, charges you for that dentist visit. Yeah, well... So, that's super weird. I've only seen... Whenever I go in, I only see one, and if there is a dentist that says hi, they just say, hey, no one looks in my yeah. mouth but the one dentist. Oh, by the way, yeah. So, they, and yeah, I did get charged, like, uh, like... A fifty-five dollars, um, which I was like, "What is? What the fuck is this charge?" Because a, it's like a checkup, which an X-ray, which again should be one hundred percent covered. Um, but then I looked at the bill and it was like there was my fifty-dollar deductible, and I was like, "All right, so I've got a fifty-dollar deductible on my. All right, so that's fine." Where's the other five dollars come from? Where is this five dollars? So it's the kicker is the five-dollar kicker. And uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand any of their billing. And they gave me, like, no paperwork. Like, it, like in fact, when I was leaving, like, the dental hygienist did, like, was, like, scheduling at the cleaning and everything. She was like, oh, let me make you a copy of this. And, you know, it's like the whole, like, you know, what we want to do next plan, you know, the whole plan yeah. thing yeah, that you usually get. She co- she went to make a copy, never gave it to me. I had to get somebody. I was like, hey, she was going to make a copy. Um, and she was going to bring it to me. It's like, oh, oh, sorry. It's the end of the day where she probably got busy and forgot. So she, she I didn't look didn't actually give me the paperwork gave me something else <laughs> so i yeah i was already annoyed um but i knew like going I was like all right fine whatever it's a cleaning it's 35 bucks whatever um so i go in, so i go in new dentist this time not not one of those three different person wearing a face mask um he's like oh um uh, sorry about the face mask i've got a bit of a cold oh! what what red flag no. what are we talking about 
what are we talking about? You're wearing a face mask because you have a cold. You're a dentist. No. Your teeth, your hands will be in my mouth, touching my teeth. You have a cold? Did you leave? you're wearing a face mask. Please wait. Um, and so I'm already like, what the fuck is this place? Like, what is this shit? So... Then, like, um, I sit down in the chair, and I'm already like, I hate this place. This is the worst dentist. I should have stuck with Foxy Dentist. Like, I don't know what I'm thinking. Like, I should have canceled <laughs> as soon as I got that fucking flyer from Foxy Dentist. Despite the fact that that's very far away. But still. Um, so, I, 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 like, I have said, I have not even, like, leaned all the way back. He's like, oh, and by the way, just so you know, the copay today, it's going to be $165. What? I was like, um... That is not what I was told last time. It's like, oh, who told you that? And I was like, I, I don't. That was not the correct number. And he's like, I'll, we'll do. I'll check it for you. And I'm like, I no, I'm, I'm done. I'm canceling. I'm done with you people. And I walked the fuck out. Congratulations. Well done. Well done. What the fuck? $165? Are they not even like? That's ridiculous. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No. Like for a cleaning? What are you gonna? What, what are you cleaning my teeth with? Yeah, that's not. Find a new dentist. Either yeah, go back to the foxy one or find another dentist. So yeah, ah uh, yeah. But now I'm like, well, fuck. Do I just wait till like the new year and then just start all over again, or do I like see like, hey, will you send the X-rays to the new dentist, or like, how does this work? What do I do? Oh, all you do is go to your new dentist, and before you go, just say, hey. I have x-rays that were taken this year, and then they they will contact the other dentist and get your records from them. Oh. You don't have to do it yourself. Okay. All right. So I just need to call, like, hey, I need to schedule a cleaning. I just had x-rays done at a different dentist, so can you send get that? Because I, I, like, I just don't want to have to do it all over. Because like, I've already oh, used yeah. my free, like, you know, checkup. So that's... I, I just want to get all this done. I, like... I don't even know what these fuckers are doing. <laughs> Normally, I mean, you can do a cleaning and a checkup at the same time. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they wanted to do them that's separate. What I thought, that's what I thought I was doing last time when they just charged me lots of money and did nothing but tell me I should be in pain and that my shoes sucked. <laughs> yeah, come back. It'll be 35 bucks. And by $35, I mean $165. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Plus tip. Like, also, why are you sick and touching my mouth? Achoo! You got your flu shot, right? Like, I thought he was kidding at first. I mean, yeah, you don't do that. If you're a doctor, you stay home. Yeah, or you lie. Just lie. Like, well, if, why you, would if you, you know? Li- well, have... yes, stay home, but if for whatever reason, like, you're short staffed, don't tell anybody that you're no. sick. You like, took an oath. <laughs> you have to, like, just deal with it. Oh, motherfucker. Yeah, so fuck that dentist's office. Sage Dental of Winter Park. Um, strong, strong warning. Strong warning. Stay away. I'm sorry. But I have a, I have had a cat on me the entire time I've been recording. I don't know if the purring's coming through, but if it is, I hope it's, you know, a gentle, or that Brad can take it out. Leaf, come on. Stop, stop. Got my anti-cat technology. I'll just remove those cat sounds. If you, if you do end up having to take it out and you can successfully take it out which should be easy because it's a rhythmic purr like they don't really oscillate I mean I've, I haven't heard it so I, I don't think it's okay, very good. strong if anything good no worries um I want to hear about Mysterium oh I want to hear about this game I don't want to 
friend, I listen. I ca- again cannot thank you enough for the gift that keeps on giving. You are welcome, friend. It's uh, a happy birthday. The, I mean, listen. We we built up Mysterium a lot, and I was worried. I was like, what if Mysterium's not as amazing as we made it out to be? <laughs> A lot of board games talk a lot. They got interesting words and setups, and you play them, you're like, this is dumb. I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, I, I talked to Dan when he came over to record the, the debate episode, um, and I was like, I got this Mysterium game. You think you guys might be down to play some Mysterium? Um, and so uh, we Saturday we were Saturday night, uh, we were going to play. I wasn't sure at first because I hadn't, hadn't heard anything back yet, and I didn't really want to... Didn't want to go overboard pushing. It's like, hey, hey, you guys want to play play Mysterium? Please, 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 please. Hey, we had a deal. Are we playing Mysterium or not? <laughs> I mean, I just kind of want to play Mysterium, so whatever. Uh, and, I mean, I know I got a bunch of podcasts I need to be editing and all, but I'd really just like to play Mysterium instead. <laughs> so, uh, uh, luckily, uh, um, they were down. So, um, so t- Tammy uh, texted me, like, uh, like around like 3 p.m. and it was like, hey, were you gonna? Did you want to play Mysterium uh, tonight? And I was like, yes, yes, let's do it. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. How about 5:30? Great. Um, which means I have three hours to uh, kind of figure out Mysterium. Because <laughs> I mean, yes, I could have like just been. We could have all read the instruction booklet together, but who wants to do that? Um, so I crack open Mysterium and I start reading the instructions and it's very confusing. (laughs) So I'm like, no worries. This is what YouTube's for. And of course, course, there's tons of videos, um, of white dudes explaining how to play Mysterium. It's always white dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Always white dudes. There is one channel that I, I think it's Geek and Sundry that there is a lady who explains everything and then they end up playing it. So they do a, hey, here's the rules for, this is the rules episode. And then they actually sit down and play it all together. So I watched I watched a five minute video on how to play Mysterium. Didn't understand how to play Mysterium. <laughs> um, then I watched a, a seven minute video and I was like, I kind of think I get Mysterium. And then I watched a 10 minute video and I was like, okay, I think I'm getting it. So then I found a 30 minute video explaining how to play Mysterium and I, Knocked it up to 1.5 speed, and I watched most of it before I had to leave to go over to Tammy and dance. <laughs> and I was like, I think I kind of got Mysterium. <laughs> wow, complex game mechanics. I listen. It's a, there's, the setup is just there's a lot of setup. It's it's honestly once you get into it, it's a very simple game. Um, honestly, I think the it was harder because I was watching. Um, dudes alone explaining a board game and how it works and really what I should have watched which I didn't watching after I got home um, Will Wheaton's uh, t- tabletop channel yes they uh, they did it and you know he, there's a there's a bit of an explanation but mostly you see the game in play which is much uh, much more helpful in learning how the hell to play this thing um, uh, now friends we've been talking about it for a while but if you've forgotten um this is a spooky board game in which uh one person is a spooky ghost um trying to remember the events of their murder while uh some psychic detectives are trying to uncover the clues uh to solve the murder mystery so it's basically like a, if somebody took the game clue and made it fucking awesome <laughs> Clue's like a baby's game. Yeah. I need to make it great, is what the makers of Mysterium said one day. Because you're still like so 
basically each of the psychics um, is looking for a a, a person, um, a you know a suspect, uh, the location, and the murder weapon. Oh, so it is clue. So I'm telling you, yeah, ju- it's it's clue. Um, but the thing is to figure these things out. Um, it's through psychic visions, and so you have all these cards that have these, you know, these um, weird dream dreamlike imagery. And as the ghost, basically, you get seven cards, and you have to figure figure out a way to through these cards. Like, all right, I think this may try to give clues through these cards, which are very vague. I mean, they're they're very. Uh, bizarre and dreamlike and strange and often it's like well this one's kind of bluish and that card's that thing's blue so maybe they'll figure that out Hmm. I don't know this like has oh well this I don't know this one has kind of like animals on it and that's in the background of that one there's like a picture of like a, a tiger so maybe they'll figure that out I don't know interesting this actually sounds really cool oh it's fucking amazing um like we'll figure out a way to play on the podcast, but it's. I think we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to really put, put a couple of thoughts behind how that's gonna work. Um. Uh. So I have questions out the gate. Okay. So the first game you played, you were the ghost, right? Yes. Yeah. And Tammy and Dan were trying to solve it. Tammy so, Dan and Josie. Yeah. Oh, so this is Jesse was playing this too. Mm-hmm. So, and you had the seven cards that were related to. You knew how you died, right? Or you no. didn't. Okay, so you don't know how you die Correct. either. Correct. So basically, so what you do as the ghost is uh, you uh, randomize it and you pick a, a place, a person, a, a location, and a murder item for each of the uh, psychics. So basically, so you're trying to you know point each one in a in a certain direction, but they're all searching for different things. And basically, Ooh. what it work, gets down to is it. So in the last round, um, based on you know what cards you have available, then you make your choice as the ghost of like, all right, these cards. I think I, I this is uh, this is the this is the one I'm gonna go with, based on what cards you have that you can use. Hmm. So it, the idea is like, oh, I, oh yes, now that I, now now that we've narrowed it down, I I, I can I can finally remember. Uh, this is how I died, and then they have to guess that right. with you. Yeah. With what limited clues you can give them through these dream cards. Right. Fascinating. Sometimes, yeah. So, and another thing is, uh, there was a couple of things that we didn't get right when we were playing. Um, so uh, the, you have these three crows as the ghost. And depending on if you're playing um, easy, medium, or hard, we went with easy. Um, you get three crows, medium is two, and then hard is one crow. And, but basically, the crows, you can use the crows to, uh, if you if you have shitty cards, um, you can use one of your crows to discard a number of cards and then draw, you know, new cards. If you got, you know, nothing that really works. Now, what we were under the impression of is you, you can use the crow to exchange one card... <laughs> Oh, which made it much harder, because <laughs> like there was someone was like I got absolutely nothing here. So you started on expert mode essentially. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, so, yeah. But so we didn't realize it. So the next time we play, I think we will do better. Um, what do the little crystal balls do? That's just your. That's like your just your game piece. Oh, as you move. But up. like, but like, can you use them? You can use them like as a crystal ball. I mean, you could, I suppose. Sure. <laughs> Okay, cool. Whatever, whatever you like. So the first one was not successful. The first one is not successful. Your murderer, you got no vengeance. Oh, another, you got fun, no another fun thing you get to do in the game is you can, uh, um, you 
as the psychic, um, you can use your psychic knowledge to uh, um, uh, make predictions on everyone else's bets. People are betting. Well, you know, like you're saying, oh, I, um, I think this, I think this this psychic vision I think is leading me towards, let's say, this guy wearing a hat. Um, no. If I if I think I I think that psychic vision is leading you to this woman over here with the uh, with the glasses, um, but you picked the wrong one. Um, you have like little tokens that you can say either I think you're wrong or I think you're right, and you can get an extra point for oh. that. Which in the last round that's in the last round um, depending on how many points you have, which is how many psychic things like that you got right and how fast you moved up the board, uh, then you make it an extra clue in the last round. Ooh. Yeah. Because you're an up-and-coming, really on-it, Nancy Drew type. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Except without the psychic powers. Yeah. It's fun. Or, but with psychic powers. It's great. It's great. Nice. So, how close were you in the first game? Like, did I, you lose really bad, or was it like... Well, I mean, there's no really bad... Like, you either get it right or you don't. <laughs> but how... So, no one got it right. No. How did you die in the first one? Because you, you reveal it at the end, right? Yeah, I don't remember. I, I, I mean, it was. I mean, it makes sense. You couldn't win the yeah, game. You don't I, remember now. I don't know. It was one one of those three things. I think. I think. I think. Uh, maybe it was the poison and uh, um, the guy with the mustache. I think maybe. I don't know. look. You're I, dead. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I didn't get. It. And basically, it, it. So in the last round, everyone votes on who they think it is. Uh, another thing that we didn't understand, which I still think is kind of weird. Um, like, oh, because it's a big, you know, it's a lot of, commun- it's a collaborative game. You're all working together to solve this. Um, so a lot of it's communicating. And, um, but we were under the impression that during the last round, you weren't allowed to communicate with each other because you have, you make, you make a secret vote at the end, but apparently you can, you can fully talk it out as long, you know, same as usual. Um, but you just make your vote in secret, which I was like, well, what's the, I mean, if you've all talked it like, out, why would, is there, why is there, how is there a secret vote? Is there an alternate way to win? No. Because it's all a group game, so yeah. there's well, no the idea reception is if, at the end. Well, if there's, um, so at the end, if there's a majority that, that agrees on the correct one, that's that's a win. Um, but if there's not a majority um, vote, then it goes to the person that's furthest along um, points-wise. Then they make the deciding vote. So in theory, you might throw everyone under the bus by saying, yeah, yeah, it was totally that person. Nope. And then for some reason you have the most points and you're like, actually, I'm sure it's this person. And then you could be responsible for winning the game, I guess. Yeah. Or I mean, as long as there it? wasn't, well, as long as there wasn't, uh, again, majority rules first, but if there's not a majority, yeah. so. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah but the, you lied to everyone's face to make sure there wasn't a majority. Dude, I don't know how it goes. I'm just saying, yeah. I don't understand the secretive thing either. Like it I seems mean, odd. Yeah. It's, I don't know why there would be a secret, um, but there's a, there's a secret poll at the end. So whatever. Um, there are expansions to this game that yes. add, I think, rules and more characters. I think it's just more cards. I think it's just more cards. Oh, interesting. Which that's all more. you need. But at the same time, there's a ton of cards, and we played two rounds. And we played two games, and uh, I mean, you. I mean, you really you're not using that many cards to begin with. Because <laughs> like it, with uh, you know with four people, we had we were using five people uh, locations and uh, five items, and then you know. Of the vision cards, you know, I we pro- I guess we used, you know, 15 or so, maybe. Wow. So, I mean, you know, we barely even scratched the surface, and some of those cards are so cool. Uh, but yeah, second game, uh, Josie was the ghost. 
And also, no victory. No victory. We failed again. Failed but had a blast again. doing it. You detectives. Yeah, it was are, fun. You're, you're starting out. You're new. You're not going to get them all. Listen, the we, are, we played on hard mode um, unintentionally. So, um, but it was great. It's time. a great fucking game. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to find a way to play it. Or whether we play it in person next time you come come up. Indeed. But surely there's a way to be... I, I, I was thinking about it. I think there's a way. I think... I think there's a way. I, mean, I think more than anything, it's just going to be weird playing it on podcast because we'll have to really be describing what we're looking at. And uh, um, so, well, we need two game boards, or could we play it with yours? And you just kind of like I ask you to do what what you need to do with a camera, and you let me see things. Yeah, maybe I, I use someone else as a medium. I think I think it's feasible. I think it's I think yeah. I think we'll probably need to get another person on as well, though, because I think that. That may be, um, but I, I think it can be done. I think it can be done. Interesting. Well, we'll, 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 we'll see what we can do, ladies and gentlemen, because I, I am looking forward to this after your glowing review, Brad. I'm assuming this is fun ride territory. Yes. Great ride. Best, best board game. Best board game. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. Have also, you can... also, there's a soundtrack um, online that you can get. Oh yeah, you told me about that. Yeah. Did you download it for the creepy soundtrack? Well, unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't have time to download it, but I was playing on my phone. But of course, then my phone would time out and it would stop. So, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna rip it and just put it on my phone, like, so we have it because it was it was good. Ooh, anything that gets the game more in an atmosphere, like sound, can yeah. do that. Also, um, there's a there's a mention in the rules of uh, a great way to play it is if the ghost only answers in knocks, knocking uh, once for yes and two for no. Uh, but as we were just figuring things out, I was like, ah, that's too much. Also, we didn't play with a timer because we we're like, I know we're still figuring this out. Fuck that. There's a timer. Wow. Yeah. So theoretically, you have like two minutes, I think, to uh, to figure out your visions each round. But really? ah, no, no need for that. No need for that. Let's just have fun. I'm really wondering how much easier it will be when you play true easy. Because oh, yeah. the whole knock thing and the timer makes me think that it might be a lot easier once you play with the other rules. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Just being able to like get rid of shitty cards would be great. I So how many board games have you played with Tammy and Dan? Or Tammy, Dan, and Family? Um I mean, well, my my pitch please game, which is also delightful, where you nice. just make up movie pitches. Um, we did that, but I think that's that's pretty much it. So like, I mean, I know uh, Tammy and Dan do have the Donald Trump Apprentice game, which uh, sadly we haven't played yet. I think maybe maybe on impeachment day, if that ever happens, <laughs> uh, maybe 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 they'll break out that. Fingers crossed. When uh, Claire comes to the States, you guys should play board games and record it for the podcast. Like, we're, you should just do yeah. Ramjack recordings. You guys should just do that. Because I'd love to hear you guys play these games. We're definitely going to play Mysterium, for sure. Awesome. Brad, this... I mean, I still have more questions for you, because you've also seen Charlie's Angels recently with your regal life. Fun ride. Fun ride. Fun ride. He's been getting a lot of negative press. Not so much, only mainly just because its box office didn't do as well as everyone hoped Which it would do. Which is stupid because it's great, and Kristen Stewart is a national treasure, and like there should be a million more Charlie's Angels movies. It's just that why are we still making Daniel Craig James Bond movies when we should be making Charlie's Angels movies? So what made it so good? 
It's I, it's a it's just a fun movie. It's a fun movie, and Christian Stewart is delightful and weird and fun. Okay, you said that the first time, kind of, but you're not giving me any details. Is this on purpose? You don't want to spoil Charlie's Angels? I, there's not much to spoil. I mean, it's yeah. It's there's a three spies. Movie. Yeah, it's they like, work for a guy named Charlie. It's a wacky um, spy romp. Uh, Patrick Stewart's in the mix. Awesome. He's great. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's just a fun movie. Are there any fantasy elements? No. Are there any horror elements? No. Any robots? Nope. Okay. All right. Just beating up the bad guys and getting them. Nice. Getting them, beating them up, the bad guys. Yeah. I get it. Are there any fast cars? Well, there, no, wait, there, there is there is an element in the fact that there is um, what looks like a fucking um, um, internet router that apparently is going to solve the, inter- uh, the energy crisis, um, hmm. which also um, gives people um, strokes. Huh. Yeah. So there's like so, an Elon Musk-esque character that's um, figured out a new form of energy, but it can also be hacked very easily, and it sends off like an, uh, a, a weird EMP that gives people strokes hmm. and kills them. Okay. So there's that. Sounds like they kind of borrowed that from Watchmen, except it's not a router, it's a giant squid thing. Huh. Well, you know, when it comes to when it starts streaming, I will definitely watch it because it does sound it. like a fun time. Definitely watch it. Who knew Kristen Stewart is so great? There's a lot of movies I can't wait for them to start streaming so I can watch because I, I can't go to the theaters. We're going to go to the theaters this week to see Frozen 2. Um, the original Frozen was Joey's first movie at the movie theater, and I was there with him. This will be Vera's first movie in the movie theater. Big time. Big time. I hope she does okay with it. I don't know. She might freak out. And we have to take her home, which is fine. Like, I don't mind. Um, but I hope she I hope she enjoys it. Joey was a little bit older than her when he first saw his movie. But Vera will watch movies, so I think we're good. Nice. Nice. So that's my life right now. Frozen 2. Not Charlie's Angels. But we could walk in the, the wrong theater, and then we have to just watch Charlie's Angels. In which case... <laughs> I think VR can look up to that. I think it's frozen. It's a goodie. Yeah. Two sisters going out, getting them, and then three ladies going out and getting them. It's just similar. Very similar. Uh, Brad, I have some kind of random things that I've picked up on the internet that I was hoping to share with you okay. before we get into the X-Men. All right, all right. Brad, hmm? uh, Fortune Magazine has coined a term for a group of people they're calling the Henrys. Okay. Do you know? Have you heard of this? Do you know what? I don't know this. Henry is. Don't know this. Do you know what a pleasure fund is? Mm, excuse me. Um, I actually missed this the first time I read the article because it's in the headline. Uh, they're calling something a pleasure fund. That sounds gross. I don't like that. I don't even. Okay, so so a Henry. This is my pleasure fund. <laughs> <laughs> Henry stands for High Earner, Not Rich Yet. Oh. It's a new group of people, millennials mostly, uh, that earn between $100,000 and $250,000, but feel like they're broke. Fuck those chumps. <laughs> Henry's. <laughs> I only make $250,000. I'm so broke. How are you so broke? 
Look, dude. It's gonna they, take me a whole year to pay off my student loans. Ooh. They're they're making like bottom of the barrel six figures. <laughs> but when you combine that with student loan debt and cost of living, I, there's not a lot of money to, left over. It's gonna take one year to pay off your student loans. No, dude, listen. $250,000. How much are your student loan debts? Like, I've got a shit ton of student loans. I got $96,000. Alright, I, like, yeah, if I'm making $250,000, guess what gets paid off at the end of the year? I mean, you can't just, well, okay, two hundred fifty definitely. I mean, you could just... Definitely. You'd be a Henry. Make one of those high earners really feeling the crunch of that student loan debt. No, but there's not. a lot left over from ninety-six thousand. <laughs> Listen, if you're making a hundred thousand dollars, you're making a hundred thousand dollars, and like, I if you if you've got a hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt, you can survive on on fifty thousand dollars. So uh, a Henry, uh, which the Two people years. in Fortune magazine we're talking to henry's are also people who uh let's see um they have expensive habits like staying in luxury hotels or taking international vacations owning and or renting two homes signing up for class pass uh which can cost as much as 180 dollars per month i don't know what that is or having a pleasure fund for fun activities they will not sacrifice their rich lifestyle even it even if it requires budgeting in other areas they'll shop at budget stores uh, and vacation using credit card points if it means more money for travel. Oh, what's the problem? I don't understand. What's the what's the complaint? What is the complaint? Because that's fine. There's one person who makes $180,000 annually, but they have $80,000 student loan debt, and it just feels overwhelming. No, it's not overwhelming. <laughs> it's I not take in my, the least bit overwhelming. I take my bougie vacations, and, you know, I've started Soul Cycle, which is not cheap, and I, uh, I get a smoothie every day with my avocado toast, and it's just killing me. How much, How much do they make? How much do they make? Oh, I make $250,000 a year. Shut up. I have $25,000 in student loan debt. Oh. It's just, I want to be rich, but I'm not. Henry's, what the fuck? Shut the fuck up. Oh. So, here's some statistics. So, in 2017, <laughs> a little dated, but um, that's what we have here. Pew Research Center defined the middle class as people earning two-thirds to twice the median Household income, which at the time was $60,000 in 2017. That means middle class America households were earning between $40,000 to $120,000. You'd be considered middle class. Meanwhile, families in the U.S. Uh, would need an annual income of roughly $420,000 to be in the top 1% of earners, according to the Economic Policy Institute report published in July of last year. Or yeah, 2018. But the minimum income needed to be in the top 1% in every state ranges from 250 in Arkansas to 700 in Connecticut. So, yeah. Henry's. What's their complaint um, again? The Henry's? Well, I don't even know if the Henry's are complaining so much. I think it's older people are just like, Henry, shut up. You're rich. You, you make lots of money, and you feel like you're poor, and you live like you're poor. Or don't no, they live don't. Like you're poor? No, they don't. I don't, don't really understand. That's the whole thing is they're not living like they're poor. 
I guess they're in the denial that they can live like that, and that's annoying to people, obviously. I don't... I, listen, there's 12 of these people. Like, <laughs> like this, this is... I don't know what we're fucking talking about here. They're a Henry bread. Hmm. I don't know what else to tell you. It's a, it's a class of people, and they're confused fucking and scared of the world. Bullshit people. No. Something that may or may may or may not be bullshit, and I'm only saying this. It's re- it's reported by a, a reputable um, source, The Verge, and they do their due diligence when they look things up. But this is bizarre. Uh, apparently. In Russia, there is, I think, a a cattle farm or a dairy farm where they're doing an experiment. They are crafting, it is a dairy farm, I just saw this. They are making virtual reality headsets specifically for cows and their unique eye and head shape. And instead of being in the horrible conditions they are in Russia, they are spirited away in this VR headset to a a, a, a grassy wonderland. What what the fuck are we talking about? We're gonna talk about VR for cows. Uh, they're calling it the moo on uh, the Mootrix, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. But yeah, they're they're trying to. Uh, they realize, okay, look, maybe things aren't the best for these cows, but we can. So we so can we should lie it? to them. Yeah, we're going to use high-tech VR gear to make them think they're just like in a great meadow. Mm. The, uh, let's see, the program is supposed to create a unique summer field simulation program. Uh, there's a, the growing trend in agriculture right now is to focus on animals' emotional well-being with quality of life improvements. How many VR headsets is needed for this Friend, just so you know, statistically, so what, some other quality of life improvements, they got them better scrubbing brushes so that they can, uh, you know, like give them a a little comb or a brush on the daily. Uh, They also started playing relaxing music in the stall, like in the barn. Um, But with the first VR test, studies showed that the headsets uh, reflected a decrease in anxiety and an increase in overall emotional mood of the herd. They put VR devices on a herd of cattle i don't know how i don't know if a herd's a set number if that's like 50 or 100 cows but each one of them had a vr device this is they're planning weird they're planning a much more comprehensive larger study fair enough fair enough um something else that you that comes to to mind because they're talking about other things or other technology other ways technology is finding its way into the farm and apparently some farmers are using facial facial recognition programs on pigs um i don't know why have you seen this pig uh it's supposed to help with their well-being but what? this is this is news to me researchers want to work out if a pig's expression if a pig's expression wait out from a pig's expression whether the animal is content or distressed so they're going to use facial recognition technology on pigs to see what their mood is um, and then do something to help them automatically like automated help this pig looks real sad let's give him some drugs bump him up give him the morphine beep, 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 beep. Uh, no no the, the computer says we gotta give this pig more meth weird 
Why is the, the computer keep saying we need to give the pigs more meth? Hmm, weird. That's super weird. So right now the study really is just can we determine pigs' emotions through facial recognition and then they will s- figure out how like, to use it. Gonna, <laughs> but I don't understand what you're going to do. We're going to murder them and eat them. <laughs> like, I, yeah. uh, I'm guessing they're probably kind of bummed out about that part. Maybe they, maybe we strap VR headsets to them. Oh, wait, and they don't even know what's I mean, going all on. All of our farms are just VR headsets now. Yeah. Who knew cows and pigs needed like... I mean, it brings down their anxiety. Like, every animal is just going to have a VR headset. Birds are going to be flying around with VR headsets. <laughs> Squirrels with VR headsets. Every animal has a VR headset. Yeah, it's going to help It's going to help them out. I help mean, we're going to need a lot We're gonna need a lot of lithium-ion batteries, so I guess it's a good thing we did a coup in Bolivia. We didn't realize it went this far. We didn't realize it was to get us better, lower-anxiety meat to eat. I mean, we just have to murder some indigenous people in yeah. Bolivia and in, in, insert a uh, Christian fascist um, to kill some of them but think of all of the uh, the batteries we'll be able to make with all that sweet sweet lithium that won't be nationalized now. And all those batteries can power uh, steam powered not steam like the video game company steam or sell a retailer headsets so these cows can enjoy summer meadow or the latest half-life game in their short life, their li- and the produce end, the better lives, quality milk. The lives of these squirrels and pigs will be so much better. So what if we have to kill the entire indigenous population of Bolivia? So what if a Christian fascist takes over? We'll have more batteries. Yeah, for the headsets for better food. Yeah. Marginally, like small amount better. I mean, arguably better. Yeah, a little bit better. A little bit better. But the cows will be less anxious, so that's good. Yeah. Would you, if a cow, could you convince a vegetarian, if they're all about animal cruelty, that the animal just assumed that it was having a boring awesome office job and raising a family in the city and having, you know, fun times on the weekend? Like, a, a cow lived a whole life, complete life, before it died in a virtual simulation. Would the, Could you convince someone that it was okay? So wait, 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 wait. Now, now we're going to the point where with the the animals, we're gonna make the animals want to die so we can eat them. Well, let's pretend that they don't die. I was just trying to think. Listen, like, let's, what we're gonna well, listen. What this virtual life. the virtual reality at first it calms them down, but then it depresses them and it makes them suicidal. Then we don't even have to kill the animals. <laughs> the animal just shoots itself in the skull. It really is the Matrix at that point. Look, guys, the first VR program we made was very like mundane. We gave the cows lives that most Americans have, and they just killed themselves. It actually raised their anxiety. And then what we do is then we take the entire indigenous population of Bolivia and we put headsets on them, so then we don't have to murder them um, to install, like, a Christian fascist. We can just, um, through the Matrix, make them want to kill themselves, and then we don't have to murder the filthy brown people. We can just have have them kill themselves dude what do you got christian fascist i uh, venezuela dude you give all of them including the christian guy headsets and they're all in their own world with the uh, cows christian, christian woman christian woman don't forget friend in bolivia uh we're woke we we've installed a female christian uh fascist oh. dictator but she can be a fascist dictator people. within her own uh summer meadow 
she's just in there somewhere meadow. Maybe she's actually talking to cows because it's all like rigged up in the backing. It's it's multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all it's all in the same. Like there's like five servers and you have to pick which summer. There's like five variations of the summers. Okay. And th- while they're in their VR, just living their lives. We're stealing the stuff for their batteries, the rare earth minerals to make their batteries, so we can make more VR headsets and get what we want. That's the future we're going toward. Cool. Sounds cool. Cool, 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 cool. Brad? Hmm? Does this make you more or less interested in VR? Less. Less. We're going to be building, maybe, we're I, we're still thinking about it, but I'm pretty sure one of the things we're going to be building recent soon is a PC, because Joey's getting old enough, and I... Beyond the fact that we need another family computer, that's a family computer. Um, Joey's interested in programming. He's interested. He wants to start making things digitally beyond his tablet, like we all do, and we all did as children. Like I remember having just Commodore sixty fours or Apple computers around. I thought it was important. I mean, I love Macs, but they're a little. I, maybe a Windows machine is what we need. We need exposure to multiple things. Yeah. We're gonna build a machine, and I thought well, one. Um, I want to make it as top of line as I can on what budget we have so that it doesn't get outdated really quickly. Sure. But then I thought, should I make sure that it can do VR? Is there going to be a time when Joey's going to need to have VR? Is and he going No, but I mean, but if you're building I mean, them, I think not? we're about, come on. I mean, I know augmented reality stuff, like the next wave of that is going to happen in the next five years, assuming the economy doesn't tank and then civilization hmm. is destroyed in its own wake. Who knows? But assuming everything keeps going, or at least goes at a pace, like, this round of virtual reality is like, eh, we're using it on cows and pigs and uh, Venezuelans and Christian dictators or fascists. Bolivians. Bolivians, I'm sorry. Um, Venezuela's the failed coup. We haven't haven't done that one yet. Okay. Well, I mean, the VR could help. Um, But the next wave of it is going to be much better, and it's already pretty good, so that's when it's going to hit it and be like awesome and then maybe it is something that's just like all right we start using vr and augmented reality everywhere but it's a little weird some of these video cards are strange like not everything has hdmi out or USB C. some of them are like the dvi and i'm like no one wants dvi this is bullshit brad i'm sorry i'm going down a rabbit hole this pc stuff i've got other technology stuff to talk to you about okay all right all right p research is added again what uh, more than what more more than half of smart speaker owners in the U.S. fifty four percent, so barely over half, report saying please, at least occasionally, to their AI assistants. With one in five, nineteen percent, saying please frequently. Curiously, the question of AI politeness also breaks down among along gender lines. With 62% of women reporting that they say please, at least sometimes, versus 45% of men. Um, So essentially, women tend to be nicer to their AIs, or at least put in, pepper in the speak of like, Hey, Siri, can you please tell me what the weather's going to be like today? Or, hey, Alexa, could you look up uh, showtimes for the theater this afternoon, please? Where dudes are just like, Alexa, what is the fucking weather today? Um, a lot of people also, women, will thank Alexa or any other like AI d- device. Again, much more than men. Well, it's not that they're being more polite. It's just that society has conditioned women to uh, be more polite because dudes are the fucking worst. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're fucking machines. Like... Doesn't, could not matter. It's uh, just a s- statement on society. Just a machine? 
Yeah. Couldn't matter? Sounds like a dude to me, Brad. I mean, I'm in a similar boat. Though I do occasionally say, thanks, Siri. But it's mainly just out of a habit, because I always like... I always thank people, but you're right. There is no need to do that because it's just technology. Yeah. The, or is there a need the for The only, well, I did hear somebody talking about this on a podcast. Like, the only reason they could think of if maybe in front of your children, mm-hmm. um, just as, you know, you know, so that you're, you know, for the sake of, you know, instructioning, instruction of children to be polite. But beyond that, it's a machine. Who fucking cares? This is well, stupid. It does get into other things because. In the U.S., we tend to use a female voice for our AI. And I know, at least in Britain, um, in other parts of the world, um, they use a male voice for, like, the default male voice for Siri, at least in Apple devices, is, yeah, it's male in in England. But it's a woman here. And that, depending on the gender of the voice, people do treat it differently, which is also interesting. And that can be different across cultures as well. But, yeah, that's one of the reasons I always say please and thank you is because I'm thinking, all right, Vera's watching me, Joey's watching me, and in the off chance that we actually break and maybe artificial intelligence eventually does happen. Nope. Why not be nice to things? Though kids will anthropomorphize anything. Mm -hmm. Their toys. And I think that could also be interesting to study. I don't know if I've ever read studies about that, where if a kid will say please or thank you to the things that they are, even if that if that's a indicator of anything forward. I guess it depends on your intelligence on that stuff, but I don't think it ultimately matters. No. Maybe it's more troubling because an AI is actually doing something for you, where a toy can't. It's whatever your imagination says. So maybe you get used to just this thing that gives you information I don't know. You should never have to say, please, well, while you're coding something, you don't have to say, like, if this, then that, or, like, a switch case statement, and then at the end of it, thank the com- program, because it is not, Ugh, it can't fu- think, I it can't, can't throw feel. throw that toaster out the window. What I, like would drop that, I would drop that talking toaster faster than I drop my dentist. How were you able to decrease the lines of code from 5,000 to 200? I took out all the times I thanked the program <laughs> and then thanked the hardware and the, you know, redundant. I just did that. Everyone. I just would just drop it in. I'd copy paste it. Uh, look, Alex, Alex we're, making, we're making talking toasters here. We don't have time for all of your pleases and thank yous. That's what a man would say. Fuck. I, again, we're making talking toasters here. I don't know what all this uh, hubbub is about, but... You're lucky I thought about this because I've also put in a redundancy for if I, we don't thank it, it does apologize for not thanking it. So that's Trevor now. Listen, we're just we're just a mom and pop talking <laughs> toaster business. I don't know why you're putting all these crazy things in. I mean, we gotta sell talking toasters. It turns out we could save so much money on electricity because so many cycles of any programming language on a server is just some programmer thanking uh, the machine itself with their redundant <laughs> programming. No, no. Guys, technology is technology. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't train ourselves to be polite to it because no. it's just talking to us. You don't thank your forks. Don't thank your toaster. Unless you're crazy. <laughs> Exactly. Right? Yeah. Brad, I think we've talked about this on the show before, 
Mm. Well, at least a version of it. But a Chick Fil A opened up close to where I work. <sighs> there isn't. A, it's a Chick Fil A desert. There's not a Chick Fil A anywhere near where I work until this one opened up, and people came out in hordes. Yeah. They came out with their tents. They okay, came out with Popeyes. their families. Go to Popeyes. Well, Popeyes doesn't do this. So anytime a Chick-fil-A opens, we know that the first 100 customers get free Chick-fil-A for a year. Ugh. So, of course, many, many people camped out on location, on any median they could find, in any parking lot space they could find that they were allowed to. Gross. In their tents so that they could wake up early the next morning together, go in, and get their free Chick-fil-A for a year. Ugh. We know they do this. This is stupid. Obviously, the, uh, the Popeye's chicken sandwich deserves cred. Like, what are you doing? Crazy people. But when I saw a tent on a median, I thought, huh. That reminded me of our uh, hypothetical homesteading median days. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. I, I, I could see that vision coming closer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The most insufferable part of all this yeah. is that these people, after they were outside all night, woke up early, went in. And they made a big, the Chick-fil-A staff made a big to-do about it. They were forced, before they got their free Chick-fil-A things, to do a conga line around the entire interior of the Chick-fil-A for the media uh, on site. Come on in, 100 people, to get your Chick-fil-A. We're going to do a conga line. Uh. All right. Get your cameras out. Get your Get your film equipment. Apparently, they also banged on pots and pans to make noise. Everything about this is the worst thing. This is absolute <laughs> fucking trash. No other restaurant does this, and none should. No. Burn it to the ground. Burn that Chick-fil-A to the ground. Oh, but I had a free year. Well, go get go get your sandwiches from the ashes. I mean, a free year Chick-fil-A, how many times are you going to go to Chick-fil-A? Once a week at the most? Even if you had it free for a year, you wouldn't go more than twice a week? Like, just economically, it doesn't make sense to drive to a Chick-fil-A. Any restaurant, right? I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe you're broke. Maybe you're a student. I don't know. Like, you could... I, like, there's enough variety on a menu at any fast food place. You can eat there multiple times a week in a pinch, if necessary. But a student has time to do that. And I guess a super old person would be able to camp out at night. Also, like, people that like like chicken uh, bigot sandwiches. Like, those are crazy people that will do this. They would mm. eat Chick-fil-A every day for baby Jesus or whatever the fuck. Like, who knows? I imagine it's a bunch of, like, older retired people who are just gonna go to a restaurant anyway and get coffee, and that's literally... Uh, they're just they're just excited to get it free, I guess. Because that's also a generation that the boomers love anything. It's they love to get a free deal. Like, yeah. They love something free and a good deal. They even love, though everyone's supposed to pull stuff up on their bootstraps. They love shitty free things. Oh, you got a shitty free thing? Yum, 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 yum. We should call them out more on that. Next time a boomer says something about, like, my day we pick stuff up by our bootstraps, it's like, yeah, motherfucker, you camped out at a fucking Chick-fil-A to get it free for a year. You were crazy. Shut up. Yeah. You're the motherfuckers <laughs> that, like, uh, uh, go to Costco to get samples. Like, shut the fuck up about everything. You, you, had a lun- you had a lunch of free samples at Costco, motherfucker. Don't don't explain to me why uh, like Joe Biden's actually going to be the best president. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think I'm going to go back and get a couple more, couple more of these pretzel chips. They're very good. 
Nom 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 nom. I'm just gonna get a little cup of them. Nom 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 nom. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> Who would you rather hang out with, Brad? Would you rather spend the night, for, be forced to spend the night in a Chick-fil-A parking lot and then go in and parade yourself around for the media, local media, and get free Chick-fil-A for a year? Or would you rather go on a bicycle trip with those two people you met in Disney Well, at least those in people, summer Those are some rich motherfuckers. Europe. So, like, you'll be... I, yeah, you, you'll, like, be, you know, getting some, like, quality shit. You're not gonna be, like, fucking eating, like, a, a Chick-fil-A sandwich. You're gonna be getting, like, like pretentious, the best like, in bullshit. <laughs> what we're gonna do is find the best hill to coast down and also the best strudel in Europe. And if we've done that, we've had a successful summer. Welcome aboard, Brad. Like, obviously, that's the best thing to yeah, do. Yeah, obviously. As, as much would as, you like, rather, after would the you trip, rather spend, the Would there. you rather spend summer with rich people in Europe or camp out in a Chick-fil-A parking lot? I don't know, Alex. But let me think about it. I could meet some real interesting characters in that Chick-fil-A parking lot overnight. Or I could travel Europe with rich people. <laughs> I guess in my mind, I mean, all I of their thought, politics suck. I understand and agree, yeah, but yes. both people are annoying. But when you have the option, go with the super rich people yeah. that can just lazily do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, friends, it's that super special time of the week when we discuss X Men the animated series. Ah. I'm going to have a minute to summarize a season four episode titled Have Yourself a Morlock Little Christmas. Well, it's Xmas. Um, yeah. There's and uh, Yeah. Just so you guys know, this originally aired on December 23rd, 1995. Wow. 1995. It's crazy. It's creepy. It, it, it's... It makes me rethink why I loved X-Men so much as a child, but I understand why. And this is a very much a kid show. Anyway, I have a minute. If I go over, I've forgotten. If I go horrendously under, I'm a chump. If I get 55 to a minute, great. But if I get a minute on the dot, as brave hearts know, that's what we strive for. Maybe, just maybe, it'll be enough to save Leech this Christmas. (laughs) I can't save him for the rest of his life. He's got a really bad, I mean... Everything is against Leech as far as the world's concerned, but just Christmas, maybe, Brad. Just maybe. Maybe. All right. I think I'm ready. All right. And you'll be going in three, two, one, go. The X-Men just came off a really epic battle with Apocalypse in which Cable came from the future uh, back in time and then back to the future. Crazy stuff. But now it's Christmas and everyone's kind of forgotten about that. <laughs> um, so they've set up a giant Christmas tree in the X-Men mansion. Jubilee's super excited because it's the first Christmas she's ever going to spend with like a true family in the Christmas way. Wolverine's a curmudgeon and hates every minute of it. Um, they go to the shopping mall to give Jean and uh, Gambit enough room in the kitchen because goodness, those two are at each other's throats trying to make an authentic Christmas meal. Uh, 
they go to the mall and they kind of happen across some Morlocks stealing medical supplies because one of the Morlocks, Leech, the littlest one, is super sick. He got sick trying to steal a really lame Charlie Brown Christmas tree for the Morlocks. They go down to the Morlock lair. Storm realizes she's a really shitty leader of the Morlocks and she gives the power back to the Morlocks and then the X-Men stay down there and celebrate with the Morlocks and the other X-Men stay at the mansion and just have a bougie Christmas. One minute! Yes! This one goes out to the Morlocks, who got a really short end of the stick at this episode, and I guess in life. Fuck. I mean, this one goes out to fuck you, Charles Xavier. Yeah. I, it's... A lot of the X-Men are kind of fuck you in this. Um, Brad, you, you watched the X-Men cartoon as a child, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Defo. It was my entryway into kind of comic books and like this. I mean, I had comic books before and I like knew about stuff. But the X-Men cartoon was one of the things I was like, damn, this is awesome. I like this a lot. <laughs> but I never really understood the context. So the reason I mentioned the apocalypse thing was because, yeah, right before this episode, they apparently went through a giant thing with apocalypse. Cable, I mean, Cyclops and Jean meet their child from the future or like, I guess, Cyclops's son. Because I guess Cable's the son of Madeline Pryor and not Jean. But I don't know how that works yeah, into the cartoon continuity. so I... As might enough, as well. Close enough. A genetic son. And then they have to, like, they help him and then they send him home to the future. And then it's Christmas. Jean is in the kitchen fighting with Gambit. Cyclops is hanging up ornaments on a tree and making very passive-aggressive comments toward Wolverine. We're far away from their, like, forever home on that island in the far future mm. where they're all living together <laughs> joint rooms. Though, fuck, man. I didn't realize Wolverine was so uh, PTSD all the time. Like, dude is, like, carrying stuff with him always. Yeah. Like, what are you... <sighs> How do you want to start? Where do you want to begin? Well, let's I'm let's sorry. start at the beginning. Let's start at this theme song, which is a true classic. It is great. I mean, that really takes you back. I love the gong through random yeah. points. Do 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 do. And then it just ends like all the heroes and all the villains just run into each other. Like what's what's happening? An explosion. Like it's it's awesome. I also love some of the random stuff because Jubilee is running from a crowd and then she hits a chain link fence and she's just looking at us like, I'm in danger. And it's like, at one point, uh, Wolverine just like scratches his claws (laughs) like, hey, check me out. I think a sentinel like grabs Rogue's arms and then she flips them over herself, which is very OP. And then Gambit does like a weird little like, hey, check out my ass. (laughs) It's like, what's what's happening? Gambit has like a little bow staff and he puts it behind his back and you're right, he just like sticks out his ass. His like finely just, toned like, animated ass. Audience, like, hey, what's, what's up? It's like weird. Are you checking me out? Of course you are. I it's just great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean what else can you say? It's it's amazing. Yeah. So it's a real real nineties nostalgia right there. Um, Who was your favorite X-Men at the time? Oh, at the time? I mean, at the time, yeah, probably Wolverine. I mean, it was... Yeah, Everyone's. I mean, you had to. You had to. But, like, I, I weirdly got into the comics, like, right before the animated series started. Interesting. So, like, it was... 
Like, I mean, not long before, but like maybe like six months before. So like it was, it, it was like the shot of adrenaline I, I I needed at the time. Defo. Nice. Um, but yeah, this cartoon does not hold up at all. <laughs> like this is, I mean, this is. I think this is one of the worst cartoons of our childhood. I think this is a thousand <laughs> times worse than any He-Man episode. I will say that it is entertaining, and it is kind of bleak and oddly like. Like, the animation is, you're right, shit. I do know that as the show went on, they started to really cheap out on the animation production value. Mm. And I think it was four and five. So I think the first three seasons were supposed to be better, but I don't know. I haven't I, seen it. Well, the thing that. is, I remember, like, like downloading a bunch of these in college and being like, whoa, oh. this show was really bad. But, like, more than anything, like the voice acting is... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like everyone's making the weirdest choices. <laughs> I think Wolverine is the best, but oh, yeah. still, yeah. it's like, dude. But it's, I feel like everyone is like, I, I feel like they're not even like, I feel like they don't even have all of their lines. I feel like, like, the, they get the actors in and they, they take all the lines they need them to say and they just hand them like a strip of, of like dialogue and like there's <laughs> no context because it's, it's so random sometimes. Like, I, like, There's everything a- Storm says is like this. But, Professor, we're out of cranberry sauce. Like, what? Hey, Storm? Um, you're at a 10. I need you to take it down to a 2 right about now. I, I don't know if Storm has ever used her powers and not, like, announced it at, at, yeah. at all. Like, every time in this episode she uses them, she says something about it. Wolverine! We must, we must, we must be quiet and secretive. I will create a tornado. <laughs> Snowfall and Mastar escape. Uh, you don't have to say that because now they know. Oh, that so we're are you trying to escape? escape? Are you? No, I'm not trying to escape at all. Lightning crash and distract them as we uh, run the other direction. So you're going the other direction, are you? Storm, shut up. <laughs> um, so we start, we see the X-Men mansion and it's snowing. We go in and god damn, the X-Men mansion is fucking huge. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, Charles Xavier's got too much fucking money. Like, that motherfucker, like, if he tries to pull some Henry shit, oh, fucking <laughs> off- <laughs> Off with his fucking cue ball dome. Off with Guys, it. Guys, X-Men, times have been hot, tight. We're bunkering down this season. We're in bunker mode. <laughs> so gifts are going to be a little on the cheap side. All right, Henry Xavier. Are we still going to have a 24-foot tree? <laughs> of course. So we, we come in, and yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big tree. It's too big of a tree. Like, like the... The ecological damage from removing that section of the forest, it, it cannot be understated. <laughs> so, Rogue, Jubilee, and uh, Scott Slam Summers, Cyclops, are singing Christmas songs. Are they? Is it, is it, uh, what is it? Tis the season, fall, la 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 la. Cyclops is ruining the harmony. He is, he cannot sing. It's not even a harmony. They're just singing the melody of the song and he can't do it. He can't do it. Like, <laughs> he's a goddamn nightmare. Like, what's going on, buddy? Do you, 
Like, do your ears work? I thought it was your eyeballs that were like had issues. Um, he kind of apologizes and asks. I think he says, asks if Wolverine can join in or something. And Wolverine is sitting in the only chair in this giant entryway in front of the only fireplace in front of this giant, like foyer thing. But Jubilee says, Wolverine, um, why don't you join us? You can sing You can sing the men's part. There's no parts, guys. You're just singing the melody of the song. I don't know if you're trying to make Cyclops feel better about his atonal nonsense, but there's no I... parts. There's no parts. Nobody's singing parts. <laughs> Wolverine is interrupted in his thousand-yard stare into a burning, like a huge inferno fire in a giant fireplace. Um... Jubilee has on a very strange sweater. Yeah. Um, like, it looks like a mummy. Like It's kind of, yeah, it's a mummy. It's kind of orange tint. She's got on short blue shorts. It's winter, but it's snowing outside, and, like, it's accumulating inches upon inches on the ground. But it's warm inside, I guess. I got that fire. Wolverine doesn't do Christmas. He fucking hates it. But anything Jubilee kind of asks him to do, he's kind of okay with, because he's like, all right, kid. What does Wolverine's deal with young teenage girls? I I don't know if it's okay anymore. Well, after what happens later, where he talks about times where a certain thing went wrong, it really makes me wonder a lot about Wolverine in general. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, At one point... Scott's shirt goes from like pink to blue and back again. Like when we don't see him on yeah. camera, like he's like he's like quickly changing his sweaters. Um, just I don't know. Maybe he's just conflicted on the color schemes. It's like oh, because uh, that's got to be awkward. Can Rogue's I point out that like, they also the above the fireplace? <laughs> fucking Charles Xavier has like a giant uh, painting of a wreath. <laughs> A painting of a wreath. Like, motherfucker, just buy a wreath. You don't need a painting of a giant wreath. (laughs) Weird. Weird decoration. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. So we go to the kitchen, and Gambit is unrecognizable because he's got on a chef hat, an apron, and then a very weird yellow and blue striped shirt. Oh, And, like, a neckerchief for some reason. Oh, I forgot to... I forgot to mention really quickly that Jubilee gets to put the star on top of the tree. And again, she is always saying, look, this is my first Christmas with a real family. I love you guys. Thank you so much. And then Rogue flies her up to the top of the tree because the tree is like two and a half stories tall. I've never had a star like this before. All right. All right, Jubilee. We get it. You've never had shit before. Okay. (laughs) We get it. You've never had shit. Well, she said she's never had a Christmas tree before. So what other star would she have had? Yeah. Like, I don't know. What star are you talking about, Jubilee? Wow, I've never had a Christmas tree before. Wow, I've never had a star before. Wow, I've never had a turkey dinner before. What? Okay, we get it. We get it. Um. So, yeah, after that, they go to the kitchen, and Gene and Gambit are cooking. Gambit hates what's been going on. He says that whatever the hell Gene's been making in this pot does not taste good. He's asking what it is, and then Jean says, in like, total exhaustion, she says, it's just food. It's just normal, basic Christmas food. Doesn't answer his question, though. Like, what the fuck is this? It it makes me have more questions. Like, 
Like, Maybe Gambit's right. Listen, there's gotta be, like, a couple of kitchens in this fucking mansion. Why don't you both just go make your own shed? I mean, this kitchen is huge. She's chopping carrots, she's got on a yellow shirt, and, like, an- another kind of, like, apron. Gambit's talking about adding some of that Creole spice to something, and Jean uses her psychic powers to force his hand down and I, says uh, if he touches anything, I, bet, I guess she's going to snap and, like, murder everyone? I, like I'm going to go full Phoenix. <laughs> So, so yeah. <laughs> also, to, to also kind of put this in perspective, fourth season, we've gone through most every X-Men arc up until 1995. Phoenix Saga, Dark Phoenix Saga, Days of Future Past, the Apocalypse stuff. Like, the X-Men have seen some shit. And, and this Christmas, Jean, for some reason, isn't thinking, like, isn't, like, r- assessing life. I bet Jean's, this, like, I bet so Jean's much stuff has happened to shit, though. I bet I bet it doesn't eat cayenne. Like I bet that's some bland, lame garbage. She's oh, probably yeah. making that green bean casserole with a fucking uh, fried onion shit on top. Oh like, yeah, uh, like it's all like like midwestern white people trash food. Basic bitch trash food. Yeah. And that's not a slam. It's just what. Yes, it is. Ah. It's a slam on it. Fuck that shit. Um. She does something else and like Gambit falls and then like I thought a boiling pot of something. A boiling fell on his pot head. of water definitely landed on his head. I didn't really see like, the mutant power to not be burnt by boiling water. Well, I think it's some kind of gooey thing that looks kind of like it's like oatmeal or something. Which I, I mean, it, all the questions. Gambit also has like a scarf on now, which I don't think he had on earlier, but maybe he did. Yeah, he did. I do love the colors of everything. So Gambit's on the floor and he's like. What did you do that for? And Jean kind of laughs. Uh, is Jean okay? Like, is she crazy? I mean, because is she went zero okay? to a hundred and then back. Beast is hanging upside down in his laboratory because that's all Beast knows how to do. Yeah, he's, he's talking he's to himself. He's in his laboratory making what we later learn is cranberry glaze. Well, he also he makes something that's non-alcoholic and then makes cranberry glaze. Yeah. Well, Unless cranberry gaze is supposed to be alcoholic, and I just didn't. Know no, that it's until not. Now. Well, because he's because he's quoting um, something, and, but he that's why he says non-alcoholic because whatever. Um, like fool's just like quoting shit to himself like a lunatic, um, and yeah, he's, he's, and then his cranberry glaze explodes. Well, it turns like a very neon green, and then I guess turns back to red. Yeah, um, beast. Like first of all, be in a kitchen when you're cooking. Like, I don't know what this fucking mixing vials of, like, chemicals to make cranberry glaze shit is. Unless you're trying to drug the cranberry glaze. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the, the, a bigger question I have is the next scene is that we, we have, like, a, a we pan over a few uh, monitors that are looking at, watching everyone in the house. Mm-hmm. And then Professor Xavier and Storm are just watching everyone in the house on these TVs. Yeah. Everyone, everyone else is like uh, um, getting ready for uh, Christmas dinner. Uh, Professor Xavier is just like watching everybody. <laughs> like, first of all, he has powers that let him watch everybody. <laughs> but apparently, in his free time, when he's not using his powers to spy on people, he just watches them. Cool, cool guy, cool guy. With your fucking uh, wealth, like this is what you do, huh? Cool. Hang out in a floating wheelchair and just watch people in your house. (laughs) Is he in PJs? Or like he he looks like he's like in a smoking jacket, just chilling. Oh yeah. I mean, whatever. 
Storm is there and dressed to impress. She has on a long short. She has a short sleeve gown on, and it's like a light orange with what look like green tiger stripes up and down the side. Uh-huh. Out of everyone, she's the only person making an effort to like do something, I guess, with her outfit. And it it was jarring to see. Yeah. Like I was not expecting Storm to do this. What were your thoughts and feels? Like the animator of this definitely was like, we're gonna make, we're gonna give her a Christmas dress, or I guess a yeah, or some it's, sort of festive holiday dress, whether it's Kwanzaa or something. I don't yeah, know. It's, it's the it's it's the only rig out. Yeah, like everyone else is trash looking. So yeah, uh, beast shit explodes. Like cranberry glaze shouldn't explode. Don't know what that fool's doing. Don't eat beast food. It's probably a weird test that he's pulling on you. True. They all run to the, uh, they hear the explosion into Beast, so they all run there because they think it's something else on Christmas Eve. Like, Cyclops um, breaks the door in, and like, hey, fool. Now we gotta repair that. Beast looks like he just murdered someone. <laughs> or like, with his bare hands, just like completely red everywhere. And Jubilee says, um, you could look like Santa Claus with a few extra accessories, and the Beast is like... Oh, really? Cool. Is Santa Claus, like, a blue guy covered in, like, red glaze? <laughs> Weird. Brad, this is her first Christmas ever. You're this is her first, first beast in Christmas. Jubilee, you're not stupid. What's going on? Did you get Wolverine. the eggnog? What's happening? Wolverine comes in and says something along the lines of, what was it? Oh, fuck. More Christmas shit. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. I was looking for a fight. Wolverine, what are you talking about? Just chill, dog. I got a murder boner. <laughs> Jubilee convinces him and Storm to go buy Christmas presents at the mall. The mall is wrapped in a giant gold bow, which I think is actually pretty cool. Weird. Why is there a bow around your building? Did you buy did you buy that the same place that Xavier bought that giant ass tree? Or that <laughs> painting of a fucking wreath? <laughs> So at the five foot painting of a wreath. (laughs) So they do a wardrobe change. Storm puts on like a a baby blue, almost like Elsa colored, like from Frozen, long sleeve. Like what would you call it? This is kind of like a trench coat. It's long. It's a long coat. Mm -hmm. Um, with a white fur collar. Wolverine's just wearing his same thing. It's like a a trucker or mountain man outfit. But Jubilee also wears a more Jubilee-like outfit. She changes her sweater. They're buying presents. Oh, she has on those, like, pink and white pants with boots. Yeah. Um, they buy a lot of presents for everyone, and this is the first year she's ever had money to buy good presents. I'm, we get it, Jubilee. I, like, I... So, what did you get? Did Xavier let you take the credit card? Like, what? what's happening? Um, are, are she getting... Does she get X-Men stipend? Like, how does, how does money work? Does, like... Xavier just like have stacks of cash lying around or what? How does it, how do, how do they get, where's the money coming from? How do the X-Men make money? Is that ever explained? Like, I think like Xavier is just like fucking like got Bezos money or something. He gets the bank to deliver him money with his psychic powers yeah. and no one remembers anything. He's, he's a criminal. Yeah, he's definitely built his, his fortune um, off psychic grifts. <laughs> or what if like what if it just turns out like in the in the 90s like he was one of uh, Miss Cleo's psychic friends <laughs> and that's just that was just his day job and we never knew made big money helped he was a lot the, of people the too the most popular of the psychic friends <laughs> like it's like Miss Cleo Charles Xavier and Dion Warwick 
So, a uh, a person selling perfume in the mall at like a stand up kiosk runs up to uh, Wolverine and sprays him in the face with cologne, and he cannot handle this. He runs outside. Also, she's wearing like a a Black Panther necklace. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so they go outside, and decide to go ice skating. Yeah, that was like. I love the fact that Wolverine's fine with ice skating. Like, there's a weird comment where he says something along the lines of, "You don't know what I want to do right now," or "You have no idea," or like, "If you knew what I wanted to do right now," because Jubilee asks him something, and his response is inappropriate and weird and creepy and scary. But then he hears in the distance before any of us do, trouble, a siren. An ambulance is out of control on the road, Brad, as if someone who maybe isn't a surface dweller <laughs> trying to drive a vehicle uh, is driving an ambulance. Um, it drives off a bridge or something into the recessed skating rink, and we find out it's mutants. It's Morlocks. Luckily, uh, Storm uh, covertly uses her wind powers to create a tornado to safely bring it down. Wolverine wants justice and wants to bring these Morlocks in. The police are kind of like, not sure what's going on, but they're the police, so we know they're not going to do anything on the up and up, especially in the 90s, the mutants. So the Morlocks are like, guys, look, uh, one of us, one of our numbers, the littlest one, the tiny Tim of our gang, is in trouble. Leech. He needs medicine, and the doctors wouldn't see him because he's a mutant, and we need help. So we stole an ambulance to get the stuff we need. P.S. Hey, Storm, you're still the leader of the Morlocks, so uh, uh, why the fuck don't you do something? Storm, we haven't seen you in months. We haven't seen you in months. Now, granted, you've been helping fight Apocalypse, and... Now, granted, you've been living in that fucking giant-ass mansion (laughs) that has money to give a child a stipend to buy Christmas presents. But uh, we're just starving in the sewers, so cool. Cool, 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 cool. (laughs) The fucking Morlock the fucking Morlock should march up to that mansion and drag <laughs> Charles Xavier out of his fucking flying wheelchair. Hey, oh you've got a flying wheelchair? Cool. We live in the sewers. <laughs> we got a Charlie would- Brown Christmas tree for real. I was shocked that this goes the direction it does. This kid is what dying the fuck? from a cold. So we go down to the Morlocks lair, and it is a, it is a shithole. Like, it is just the worst. Yeah. They barely have any food. They've had to steal to get anything that, that, that they have down there. It's, and yeah, It's not even Beauty and the Beast's um, quality. Like, it, it, there's no, like, secret uh, uh, fancy tunnels. It's not even Ninja Turtle levels. They're just in the sewer. <laughs> There's nothing there. They haven't, like, built it up. They, it's not like some, oh, wow, underground. They live in this magical underground world that no one knows about. No, they just fucking live in the sewers. So the Morlocks are... Oh, yeah, the Morlocks are mutants who, for some reason, either can't pass as human above ground or just really hit hard times and rock bottom. And they live in, in the sh- sewer together. Yeah. Um, not, Callisto... Not, not in the fancy mansion. I mean... Yeah. What the fuck is, what, like, uh, Charles Xavier made plenty of room for Beast to live in his fancy-ass <laughs> mansion. Uh, he can't, he can't, uh, uh, pass for a human. I guess these Morlocks should stay underground in their place, though. Well, in, in, 
I mean, Beast looked human for a long time until one of his experiments went weird. Um, he still looked like a dude with like weird feet and hands. He he looked less human than some of these Morlocks. No, he just looks like the Rock or some other wrestler that's like ripped or big. Uh, with giant, with like weird giant gross feet. Um, you know who's weird? Iceman, who I don't see in this episode. Mm. He's an ice dude. He just looks like an ice dude. After a while, he couldn't even look human again. He just kind of like, all right, I'm ice dude. Night I'm crawler. an ice man. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. He looks like a straight up devil. Yeah, he looks like a devil. He gets to live in the mansion. Why the fuck do these Morlocks have to live in the fucking sewers? Their powers also aren't that great. <laughs> if you have power and looks, it's going to get you really far in the mutant hierarchy, especially Xavier's school for fuck the gifted. that piece of shit. <laughs> Guillotine at the ready. Where's the where's the where's the Morlock named Guillotine? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, the Morlocks are like really having a lame bummer Christmas, and their their tiny Tim is dying, and they have nothing. Of course, nothing they find in the back of an ambulance is going to help. None of them have real medical training except Wolverine, and Wolverine realizes like, okay, guys, look, the only thing that can really save this kid is if I do a blood transfusion with him, and it's really without knowing his blood type and i'm not going to tell you that because it's a kid's show and i guess people don't know that but it makes us all sound like we're idiot adults because i i guess that's the reason why it failed in the past (laughs) they're just plugging wolverine up to people hoping it'll work yeah but look as an adult i felt high stakes because i'm like these idiots aren't test like don't know his leech's blood type and they are could kill him or save him and this is a lot of pressure on Wolverine because he says, look, I've done this 12 other times. Also, every one of them died except for two. And that one time, that girl, and he never finishes the time. Like, one went perfect Oof. and one was... Uh, never finished it. Yikes. Uh, meanwhile, Jubilee's like, oh, but we've got to be back for Christmas. It's almost time for Christmas dinner. And then she meets like some um, weird little uh, Morlock child that's like, hey, everything's great because it's Christmas. But Jubilee's like, yeah, but you live in shit. Yeah. Do you want to see our Christmas tree? Do you want to see our Christmas dinner? You mean this soup? You mean that Charlie Brown Christmas tree with a broken Christmas ball? Isn't it beautiful? Nah, everything here sucks. Jubilee is crying because she's never seen this. I mean, she's never had a Christmas tree, but she's never not had, like, she's at least been above ground. This is the worst. Why does Professor Xavier allow this to happen when he has so much fucking wealth? So she calls Xavier at one point and says, Look, I just wanted to let you know that Wolverine's about to do a blood transfusion with a mutant. Storm is like gotten at it, is getting into a, a, a like a fight with Callisto. We're with the Morlocks, and it's really f- fucking shitty around here. So we're not going to make it for Christmas dinner. I am so sorry, Charles. I mean, I know I just, Gambit and and uh, and uh, um, Jean Grey are fighting over who's going to cook all of the the excess food we have, but uh, uh. <laughs> You guys enjoy that, so uh, they're like, uh, uh, "Well, listen, we're gonna f- we- listen. We'll just uh, f- we'll get Rogue to come out, and then we'll fly a leech over to the mansion so that Beast can fix him up." And Wolverine's like, "No, he's too far gone. <laughs> He'll never make the trip." Like, oh, oh, cool. Well, we'll do a blood transfusion then, and we'll call we'll call the mansion and have Rogue fly <laughs> Beast. Like, I like the fact that we're just using Rogue as like personal transportation. 
Well, I mean, Nightcrawler isn't there right now, so just, in an ideal state. I just love that both both scenarios were like, we're going to have Rogue fly over, pick somebody up, and take them to the mansion. Oh, okay, <laughs> we'll have Rogue pick up Beast, fly him to the sewers. Cool. She's super strong. That's got to be super awkward, right? Like, do they have, like, some sort of, like, seat that she picks up so that she doesn't actually literally hold hey, uh, these people? Hey, Rogue, sorry... Sorry to bother you. I know it's early, but like I'm running late to work and I got a meeting. Could you just like uh just come pick me up real quick and just like you just pick up my whole car and just like take it over to my office? Like you know, it's I you know, I'll pick up lunch uh, tomorrow if you, if you, if you'll just do this one for me real quick. Thanks, you're peach. Say hey, no more, Rogue. sugar. Hey, Ray Rogue, um, hey, I heard you were picking up uh, Daryl and dropping him off at work. Hey, quick question. Could, <laughs> like, I, boy, I just overslept. Could you possibly just come pick me up and take me to work, too? Like, she's not a Poor bust. Rogue. She's not a bust, guys. She's a person. God, how awkward would it be? Even if you're, ba- Brad, even if I was a rogue, and you're like, Alex, could you fly me to, like, Ohio, Alex, like I, I would, I would never rely on you to get me somewhere on time, friend. Don't be ridiculous. But, no, but I'm a rogue. I, I, I have superpowers and can fly. Yeah, here's how this, here's how this would work. Hey, Alex, uh, listen, I, I listen. I real huge emergency. Um, like I'm just running late. I need you to pick me, be up and take me somewhere with your superpowers. And you would say, "Oh yeah, I can do that." And then I would still be waiting three weeks later. <laughs> would not work. I mean, I don't know how to get to Orlando from Cincinnati. Like, I'd have to fly up into, like, the this edge of space and be like, okay, there's Florida. I think Orlando's kind of in the middle. And then I'd fly back down. Like, it could take a while. Yeah. Can Rogue even breathe in space? All that to say, what I meant what I meant to go with, how awkward would it be? Close friends. I'm picking you up, and, like, how am I carrying you as a Rogue fly? <laughs> like a sweet little baby. Is it baby. piggyback? Like a sweet, Is it a sweet like little a baby? sweet little baby. I mean, I guess, right? Is it like under your arms? Like, all right, Weird. I guess we're going. It's all we. It's not a. It's not There's a not, not a good way. Scenario. There's not a good way. No. no, you should. No, people shouldn't be picking up other people. How is she picking up Beast? Does she just hang him by his feet because he likes to hang upside down? And he's like, yeah. Maybe. But that's got to be awkward. All Beast wears is like, what is he? He just wears like a pair of like yeah. kind of red underwear with a belt. And blue, but yeah. Blue like short shorts. All of this isn't right. No, don't, don't, don't use rogue like that. Yeah. Ju- Jubilee is filled with the Christmas spirit, and she gives them all the presents she had bought for the other X Men. Good presents, and half of it was food, which is interesting. That, that's first of all, that yeah, it's weird that she says that. But then we see some of the presents. There's like a teddy bear and like a toy plane. I'm like, who are you buying this for? <laughs> You know, Scott collects those toy planes for his World War II oh, yeah. like diorama. Well, also, it reminds him of of uh, how when he was a child and he was in a terrible plane accident. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you remember when like you um when you and your brother were in a plane crash? I got you a toy plane. Oh yeah. It doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. That's it's, when it's my weird. parents died. Or I thought my parents died, but they were actually abducted by aliens. Thanks, Jubilee. This is the best Christmas present I've ever gotten. Gives Gene like a sly look. (laughs) 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 There's a way. So they do the blood transfusion. One of the other mutants turns himself into a table for Wolverine to lay on. These motherfuckers don't even have more than one table or bed. Like, because they just live in the sewers and they don't have shit. 
at one point, Storm is asking Wolverine, can you do the blood transfusion? And he looks at the blood transfusion, Kate, and looks at her, and there's just a steel frame of her with her mouth gaped open, like, huh? It's so weird, and Wolverine just slowly shakes his head no. I mean, he eventually caves in because it's a kid, and he can't not help a child. And then there's also some stuff where Callisto's like, Storm, you f suck as a leader. I know you lost in combat to become a leader, but I'm obviously the only person keeping this together. And Storm makes a big deal of, like, saying, all right, Callisto, you can be leader again. Oh, it's no, not that no, important no, to no, me. No, 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 she doesn't. Um, Callisto is, like, being passive-aggressive because Storm is being is the shittiest leader of the Morlocks, a.k.a. Oh, she's yeah. never there. Um, and then Storm's like, bow before me. Oh, yeah, I forgot that Forces part. her to bow before her and then it's like, now that you've kneeled before me, I make you the leader. Like, all right, why don't you just make her the leader without forcing her to bow, you fucking piece of shit? Why don't you go back to your fucking rich people mansion and watch people fucking creep? Even their stick of power is just like... It's like shit. It's garbage. The Morlock <laughs> staff of leadership. You mean this, like, old rusty, like, piece of metal? This, like, broken, like, curtain iron. Like, hey, why don't you fucking do something for these people? Nope, can't be bothered. I became leader and then vamped. For months. I could have come back at any time. Um, during all of this, at some point, we go back to the kitchen where Gambit and Jean are still uh, fighting. Jean has a giant piece of broccoli, mm -hmm. and Scott's like, wait a minute, this is getting too heated, and he puts his hand up to his visor, and as Jean throws the broccoli at Gambit, he zaps it really quick with his uh, eye lasers into Rogue's hand where she catches it. And then she has to fly that broccoli across town. <laughs> Oi, I... It's so insane. It's it's so insane. So back in the tunnels, uh, uh, well, oh, during that scene, uh, Rogue, uh, Professor X is like, hey, Rogue, uh, we need you to pick up Beast and take him to the tunnels. She's like, all right, cool, because she's used to fucking being a mega bus. Um, that was her first superhero code name, Mega Bus. <laughs> um, so uh, meanwhile, in the tunnels, like. Uh, they're like, ah, this transfusion should be working by now. Wolverine's like, I told you it wouldn't fucking work. And he just rips it out of his arms. Like, ugh. <laughs> Another one dead. I mean, like, I think the bigger issue would be, like, I like, would you be would he even be able to keep like the tube in his arm long enough to do a transfusion? Wouldn't it just like heal up? Hmm. Yeah, I mean it's super uncomfortable for him, I'm sure. Like Well, I guess it wouldn't heal while it's in his arm, but once he pulled it out, it would instantly. I, I would think heal. it would just like it would force the tubes out, I would think. Dude, I don't know how his power works, so maybe. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of crazy stuff in the cartoon that has happened that like is not real Wolverine, like power canon. So who knows what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So I real kooky, but uh, um, then uh, Wolverine's like, oh, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> He's just gonna storm off in a huff, and then Beast is like, Hey, I may need some help because he's finally showed up. And, like, Beast is there, like, looking at the kid for, like, five seconds. And Calista's already like, what the fuck are you doing? Why don't you do something? He's like, just give me a minute. And then he wakes up and just freaks the fuck out. Because he's got Beast creepy-ass face, like, staring at him. Beast laughs and says something along the lines of, well, you know, that's the reaction I normally get. Uh, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. I'm going back to my fancy-ass mansion now. <laughs> 
he makes like another literary or like cultural reference of some sort. Yeah, he's like, he's like talking about like Aeneas uh, going to Rome, and I'm like, all right, we get it, we get it. You're you're not one of these Morlocks. Uh, you have a college degree. Cool. cool. <laughs> That's the only thing keeping him out of the That's sewers it. is that college degree. That's it. Professor Xavier is just like amused by Beast's constant like references, and that's why he keeps him around. Yeah. You want to talk about a fucking Pete Buttigieg voter? Beast is like ground <laughs> zero Pete Buttigieg voter. Oh, uh, I mean, he's so clever. He theoretically speaks many languages. I mean, not really. He doesn't really speak any of them very well. And the you know, he's like kind of shitty at all at the few languages we've heard him speak. He's done really bad at it, but you know, he's he speaks. But he speaks. Uh, he speaks like eight languages, so he's actually very clever. Oh, so wonderful having such an intelligent person running for office. I think it could. I think it could really change things up better than that Donald Trump fellow. Oh, what a what a boorish brute. <laughs> I would love to hear Beast talk about politics. Oh. <laughs> and it would, it would, it would, oh, it would just be like Pod Save America bullshit. Oh yeah, but oh it's god, Beast, Beast, Beast would definitely go on Pod Save America and talk to those fuck brains. God, <laughs> oh, so wonderful to meet my two favorite Johns. Oh, oh god. I mean, Beast is that guy. I mean, yeah. Man, I, Beast was one of my favorite X-Men, and all of a sudden I hate Beast. I mean, I'm not having a lot of respect for any of the X-Men in this. Mm. Everyone, I mean, Storm does not come off very good. No, Storm's shit. Storm is the worst. The only person worse than Storm is Xavier. Xavier is absolute ground zero garbage. He's a monster. Like, why aren't you helping these Morlocks, you rich fuck? I mean, why don't the other X-Men help them? What's crazy to me is I thought we were going to get our, like, because we had this whole thing going on with Jean Grey and Gambit where they're cooking. I was like, hey, uh, they're going to have them bring all of their food. Yes. Down. They don't. They don't. Guys, this episode ends, and the bit of it is that the, the X-Men are going to stay there and have to... The X-Men that are already in the tunnels are going to stay and have dinner, have Christmas dinner with the Morlocks, a.k.a. eat their Morlock food. <laughs> They're not bringing the the amazing, like, feast that uh, uh, Jean Grey and Gambit have been prepared to share. No, 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 no. Uh, that's, that's just going to be for leftovers for tomorrow. <laughs> I, it's G, uh, Jubilee calls Professor X and is like, "Hey, Professor, I just wanted you to know that we just thought we should stay here. Uh, didn't want you to feel like we we didn't want to be there for Christmas. We want to be in the rich mansion, but we thought we would just slum it with these poor's and eat their food. They're so grateful that we saved a kid from dying of a cold that uh, they want to share their their meager amount of food with us. So we couldn't turn them down." Also, I gave them a teddy bear and a toy plane. Cool! A teddy bear? But you believe that's what I've always wanted. Huh, I guess you can stay. I'll expect you to be picking me up a new teddy bear. Remember who pays your stipend. <laughs> Just have Rogue shuttle you over to the teddy bear st to build a bear. Um, yeah, it's like... Why didn't it end that way? I like, giving it, it's bring insane. him to the mansion. You bring them, have him spend it with you. Bring them to the mansion. You got all the room. You got, you've got more than one table. 
This place is fucking huge. Oh, they do have one. You, you don't have one of your own kind morphed into a table. Had to, Exhausted, had probably. Had to fucking turn himself into a table so Wolverine could lie down and do a blood transfusion. Because they only had the one. I will say they did have more than one pillow. But that means they gave Wolverine the good pillow. They're like, we've got a guest. Oh. We really gotta, we got really gotta impress these surface dwellers. Let's give him the good pillow. I mean, I nothing but sympathy for the Morlocks. Like they really should. They should. They should be forced to trade up. places with the X Men, and the X Men should live in the sewer for like an extended period of time, and the Morlocks should live in the just to see what happens. Like, where the fuck is Magneto? Where the fuck is he? Like the, he should be like coming out and be like, hey Morlocks. It's a bullshit that you guys have to live in the sewer where Charles Xavier sits in his fucking mansion, like, ha- like, uh, being a creep. No, I, I don't think so. Listen, I, I listen. I'm Again. all about us destroying humanity and taking over as, uh, as uh, a Homo Superior. But first things first, you guys, we're fucking raiding that mansion. <laughs> Come with me. The thing that's a little so again. Not the greatest power set there in the sewer, and not the best-looking people. Because let's not also forget, Magneto has his own group of people in the 90s, and they live on a fucking asteroid (laughs) in, like, a seal. Yeah, he's just as bad. Yeah. Just as bad. So that's the episode. Merry Christmas. Um... Brad, who won and who lost? Obviously, the Morlocks lost big time. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, they're always losing. Has anything changed? So who loses? Oh, I, you know, is Jubilee the person who loses the most? I, well, she was so excited about Christmas, and now she has to realize. Now she's faced with the harsh realization. Does of does Callisto what it means. does Callisto lose? Because now she's officially leader, um, hmm. and like. Uh, she can't blame Storm for everything being shitty. Because, <laughs> you know, before she's like, well, if only our leader was here, but I guess she's off in her fucking mansion. She can't be passive-aggressive about Storm anymore. That is true. That is true. Just so you know, um, Storm fought Callisto for leadership of the Morlocks in Season 1, Episode 5. Oy. Wow, that's early. Wow. Since then, they fought Apocalypse twice. Mm-hmm. They've gone through Days of Futures past. Again, Dark Phoenix, Normal Phoenix. Had plenty of time um, to fight things off space and outer space. Didn't have enough time to help the poor. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. By the way, uh, living in a giant mansion with, with fighting simulator robots and hologram technology and a floating wheelchair. Can't get a couple of cans of food down to the poor? Couldn't couldn't Rogue then, fly down like a pallet from like Costco or something? <laughs> Give them something. Like a, just your scraps. You know, for just like out I, mean, I don't know, maybe some pasta, maybe a hot plate, uh, a couple of beds, a table, maybe a folding anything, table, anything, a non-human table. I don't know. Maybe spend a less, a little bit less on lights for that. A 12-foot Christmas tree and uh, maybe take some, I don't know, uh, maybe take some uh, water and, uh, I don't know, some cans of Chef Boyardee down to the sewers where the poor live. <laughs> and that is the lowest, that's the least amount they can do. It's that's the, the least amount. least they can do. He could hook them up with an amazing, like, mutant 
oasis in the in the sewers. Have Nightcrawler just like pop in, you know, once a week. Just uh, bring some Lunchables down for the kids. Something. Maybe some books. I mean, it makes sense to me. Yet, Xavier does nothing. Just the other around X-Men in his flying wheelchair. <laughs> oh, don't forget. They also have like a fucking jet under their basketball court. But no time for the fucking pores in the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta spend okay. money on jet fuel. So who wins? Because the losers are always the Morlocks, but in this episode, the biggest loser, I guess, is... Are we going with Jubilee, or did you have another suggestion? I, 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 well, I said Callisto, because she doesn't get to be passive-aggressive. Hmm. Okay, Callisto works. I feel that. Because Jubilee does get to go back to that swinky mansion the next day yeah. and do her Christmas thing. But the Morlocks will always be in that sewer. <laughs> um, who won? I mean, Leech got to live. Leech lived. And he also was the person who was getting all the Christmas stuff from above the ground, but he has to live down there. Uh, yeah. The guy who had to turn into a table also kind of gets runners up for losing, because poor guy. Yeah. Who won? I get uh, worried, because he, like, I don't know. He got to go on an adventure that wasn't Christmas bullshit like he hated. Yeah, yeah. Gene got to be uh, a, a horrible person in the kitchen, and then see Gampy get mad when they're fo- and just, just like, non- you slave in a kitchen over the food you want to prepare, and then you're just like, whatever, we'll warm it up you, and gambit. You know who won? Fucking Professor X. Because that oh, motherfucker is just like cozy in his fucking mansion, not doing a goddamn thing in his flying wheelchair. Nothing. He has Cerebro. He could be doing all kinds of crazy stuff. What's he doing? He's watching all of his X-Men on his little monitors in his room. God. That's right. Oh, I just love watching my X-Men. Got a fucking creep. My students. Where all do you have cameras at, Xavier? Not important. I mean, I can... What I can, Listen, I don't even need cameras. I can see into your minds anytime I want. I just like the cameras. Makes me feel powerful. <laughs> I, makes him feel powerful. I mean, he, sometimes he's lazy. He doesn't want to... He just wants to kind of just like... Eh, I just kind of want to... I like having my power, people, but I don't want to use it all the time. Some people think it's unethical for me to look into other people's minds. So I just watch them with cameras instead when I can't look into their brain. Cool, weirdo. <laughs> cool. <laughs> nice. Thank you, rich guy who keeps us up in his pad. I mean, we're mutants and the world hates us. Oh, I've us, installed so some thanks. new holographic uh, 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 fighting robots into my uh, danger room. Okay, well, we were just going to take some 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 Kansas SpaghettiOs down to the poor in the sewer. Um, no, no, no. I think first we should train with holographic fighting robots. How much did that cost? Oh, I, can you put a price on readiness? <laughs> yeah, you can. I mean, we should be. I mean, we're burning through money. Well, I, I, you know, I, well, it's a lot of... Uh, well, it's a lot of uh, Shi'ar technology from space, so, you know, really, uh, it doesn't even cost anything. Uh, I just use this amazing technology. It can pr- produce whatever we want. Wait, 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 wait. So could you, like, get some other technology to produce, like, I don't know, like, like food and, like, clothing and stuff for the Morlocks in the sewer? No, oh, well, this listen, isn't a charity here. There's only here. so it's... much time in a day, and, you know, there's <laughs> dignity in work. <laughs> <laughs> Professor X is the worst boomer. Oh, fucking piece <laughs> Fuck of shit. Professor X. God, he's trash. Absolute trash. Oh, man. Best dressed, worst dressed. 
Uh, best dress Storm, obviously. Yeah, that dress is awesome. And plus, her uh, even her like Elsa jacket, like yeah, ensemble, no, is on point. Like Storm is the only one making an effort. Worst. Jubilee kind of tries. Like she distinguishes herself with like the sweater, and then like she has on her X Men. Like she does wardrobe changes, but no. She's like on those like pink and white ski pants. Like man, I don't like that. Well, it's a it's a onesie. It's a pink and white onesie under her like X Men jacket. It's weird. I don't like that. That might be worse dressed, to be honest, because that would just be horrible to see. Um, there's that one. The the more like that turns into a table that's like wearing his like awful hat. I don't like that. Yeah, but he's a Morlock and he gets turned into a table, so I don't want to give. I don't want him to lose at anything because he's already losing yeah. too much. Oh wait, what are we talking about? Gambit. Gambit is worse dressed. Mm-hmm. None of his colors go together. He's wearing two different shades of yellow, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, Gambit's not, and plus he's deciding to wear the chef hat and the apron. Yeah. Gambit's doing weird shit, man. I don't I don't like yeah, No, Gambit is awful. Guys, that's X-Men. I really enjoyed this. As much as Brad is correct, it does not hold up as a cartoon. No, it's, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible, but it's fascinating. Oh, yeah, it's fascinating. I want to go back and watch more just to see if all of them are kind of this frantic. I mean, they're trying to get something in, but this is obviously not based on a comic book, I hope. Um, this was an original episode. No, I think this is based on a comic book. I think there's like a Morlock Christmas episode. Damn. Because I, I think it's, I, I'm pretty sure it's Kitty Pride instead of Jubilee. Um, huh. Yeah, I think, I, think it's, I think it's a thing. I want to go back and I want to find it and read it. If we can, we should probably read it together for the next episode. Nice. Just because it would be awesome if in that one, Charles Xavier actually does give them something. And it was just a, a conscious choice on the TV show mm. to do it. Uh, hold on. Let me look real quick. You do the research. I'm going to start closing the show because I want to thank everyone for joining us today on this episode of Ramjack. I hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. Um, go to the website, ramjackpodcast.com. Go to the Facebook group and uh, get at us. We'd love to hear from you in this uh, holiday season. I, I typed in, uh, okay, here's 15 X-Men tales. Yeah, but it's... There's a comic book called A Miracle a few blocks down from 32nd Street. <laughs> Between the cracks, yes, you believe there is a Santa Claus. <laughs> Hark how the bells, where I see Beast as Santa Claus? <laughs> Christmas Fear is an X-Men comic book. When Strikes the Gladiator happened to Christmas. <laughs> Gifts stars Iceman. Okay, dude. We may want to do a dive into X-Men Christmas stuff. Because this is... Twas the night. We got... Uh, who is this? Logan? Who's the... Longshot. Ah, uh, nice. There's an On Angel's Wings Christmas episode from another X-Men comic book. Or uh, X-Men TV show. There's a Ghost of Xmas Past with Colossus as the lead. There's one Christmas one called If the Fates Allow, which happened not too long ago in 2008. There's a Spider-Man Wolverine piece of cake Christmas comic book. And there is one that looks like where uh, called Demon, which has the young mutants, including Kitty Pride, facing off against some sort of creature. Um, hmm. It kind of, uh, it's kind of uh, Aliens meets Home Alone. Bizarre. Bizarre. Maybe that's the one you were thinking of. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Goodness. Comic books, man. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. We appreciate you. Indeed. 
And as Charles Xavier <laughs> said to the Morlocks, Are you in any pain? You should be. Pores. <laughs> like, what is up with him? He hangs up his uh, cordless phone and, st- and changes the, the station to Cyclops, practicing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas in front of the fireplace. Yes. <laughs> Just watching everybody. Just watching. Like a fucking creep. He's a creep. Oh. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> <laughs>